If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything that you need all in one place. Let me tell you about it. Anchor has all the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, it can distribute your podcast to all the listening platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it is totally free. So, go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. There it is. Every single Friday night, you got to start it with the clap i think people are used to it now i don't know it's like a tradition i started for myself and i don't even know why i do it but yeah here we are another beautiful friday night live i am glad to be here we took off last week uh needed the week off i was actually getting sick that night and ended up getting sick or was that after i was sick i don't know i can't remember all the weeks are starting to blur together now but anyway here we are we're back we're gonna do a tier list Fall baits. It's going to be fun. I've got two very good friends of mine, Mr. Benjamin Nowak and Mr. Debo's Fishing. How are you gentlemen doing? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I'm excited yeah. to be on this live stream. We've talked about this for a couple of weeks, tried to figure out something to do. So a little tier list to spice things up on a Friday night and keep it warm. So. That's right. I, I love it. I almost feel list. like there's... There's a gold. If Bethany jumps in and there's a Goldilocks, it doesn't it doesn't fit because I think you should have the middle beard because it's like his is too big, his is too small, his is just right. And the bet so we're gonna just pop Bethany in real quick just to even out. Yeah, there you go. It's like it's like uh, raising the bar. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yes, no, that's that's beautiful. That's that's great. But yeah, no, we're we're gonna have some fun. Us tier listing things always fun. Like last time we did it, it was fun. When I did it with Tyler, it was fun. It just always leads to some good discussion. And there's nothing better than just some good discussion. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm glad I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're doing this. We're gonna have fun and all that. But uh before we get into all that, I gotta get some formalities out of the way. Um, where do I want to start on my list of formalities? Let's start with giveaways. So I owe some people some giveaways. They're packed, they're sitting on my kitchen table. We're gonna ship them out probably tomorrow. Um, if you're messaging people other than me asking where your giveaways at, I would stop that. Um, because at the end of the day, I just won't send it to you because I don't have to. Um, cause usually for the giveaways, what we're doing is usually raising money for people. And so if you're pissed off that you gave money for a charity and that you're not getting something free in return, that's a you problem, not a me problem. Uh, second, but yeah, giveaways are coming. So they're all packed up. They're ready to go. Um, I, I guess I could make an excuse, but you don't want to hear it, but the septic field at my house has gone bad. So I've been working on trying to replace that. I had a 60 foot maple tree fall in the yard. So I've been trying to take care of that. And then plus I've just been trying to work, you know, cause like I have a normal job. So, you know, you got to go to work and like pay the bills. So thought YouTube paid all of us enough that we didn't have to work. Bro, I wish I was that cool, but I'm just not that cool yet. You know what hey. I mean? Like, I, that's what I love about, like, me, you, and Ben is, like, we're the YouTube guys that, like, still have real lives. And it's like, 
not very many people understand the grind of what that is. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But, yeah, so that's that. Giveaways are ready. Bethany said she's going to try to go ship them out tomorrow. Um, we literally just have not had time to look up or think or do anything. But I've got everything's here, and it's ready to go. Uh, second formality, what we're going to be raising money tonight for. Um, this is very important. This is a charity that was brought to my attention by my buddy Ralph, um, and it is called the Towers to Tunnel Foundation. And what that is is a foundation. No, Tunnels to Towers Foundation. Excuse me. What did I just say? It's one or the other. I promise you it's Tunnels to Tower, right? Towers to Tunnel? Towers to Tunnel. There we go. Tunnels to Tower? Tunnels to Same. Tower. Keep tunnels going. To tower. There we go. All right. It's the Tunnels to Tower Foundation. And what it is, is it's a foundation that was set up for, first, it was set up for 9-11 responders that were uh, injured in a, you know, a traumatic way, had a traumatic injury, whether that be a physical, you know, um, you know a physical injury and or a traumatic brain injury or some kind of injury like that. And what this foundation does is a few things. The two biggest things that it does is that it builds uh, homes for people who have those injuries. And so after 9-11, obviously, you know, there was only, this is awful, but there was only so many people that survived. I mean, there was only so many people that actually made it out alive. And so when they built homes and did stuff for all of those people, they decided to then transfer that to helping the family members of people that's, that were affected by 9-11, as well as veterans that were coming back from war around anything that had to do with you know 9-11 related wartime activities. And so now what they do is they build homes and set up college funds essentially for uh, those people. And it's really cool. They have built up to this point over 400 mortgage-free homes for veterans, first responders, police officers, um, anybody who has served this country in any way and has suffered a traumatic injury. They build um, completely free non-mortgage homes with wheelchair accessibility and other accessibilities for people who have different um different kinds of disabilities because of their service or, or as a injury that resulted from their service. So that's what we're raising money to not for. And the reason that I'm doing that is because tomorrow is the 20th anniversary of nine 11. And I'm sure that many of you guys like myself remember that day. And I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't, for some reason this year, the whole thing around nine 11 is just, it's bothered me a little bit more than years past. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's just, uh, I don't know what it is, but this year I felt really moved to help some people out. And so Ralph pointed me in the direction. And uh, so that's what we're going to be raising money tonight for. So we'll get into that, how you enter the giveaway and all that, because we got a really cool package that we're going to give away to the winner of that. Um, And I promise you that will actually get shipped to you. And uh, and that's going to be fun. Then there are other formality before we get going and, and let her rip. Um, is obviously this podcast slash live stream is brought to you by Monster Bass. If you guys don't know what Monster Bass is, here it is. Here's the bag. It is a uh, a subscription bag, and once a month you're going to get a bag just like this sit straight to your front door. And what's really cool about Monster Bass is we're handpicking the baits for the region of the country you live in as well as the time of year that you are fishing. So in this bag this month, we got a spinnerbait. We got some EWG Mustad hooks. 
We got the brand new Monster Bass Mad Max Popper. We got a Fat Bastard Frog. I love that name. That's awesome. Um, we got the Line Through Optimum Baits Boom Boom Swim Bait, which is really cool. Talk to uh, Fair Boom Banis on a live stream about that. We got the Z Bait Co. The Twig. They called me the Twig in high school, and they weren't talking about my body. Um, we also got the RC Series Crankbait. Here, this is the Rick Klein Classic. It's called the Hail Mary, which is a really strange-looking crankbait, but I've heard a lot of good things about it. And we also is that a lipless? Some... Yeah, dude, it's a crazy-looking lipless. I've heard about this thing, and I've never played with one. So this is like one of those baits that, like, you know, you get a new bait that you've never tried before. But it's like a lipless with a really fat head. And I've heard a lot of good things about this thing, that it's a crazy bait. But it's like a lipless. Well, is that more of a wide that's a three quarter, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the benefit is it has the action of a half ounce, but because it's heavier, you can cast it a longer distance. That's why they made the head bigger. So that way it has like this similar action, to, like a half ounce bait. Hmm. Crazy. But yeah, so we got that. And then we got some exo lures, like finesse style worms are called the deception worms. So yeah, that's uh that's the bag. I mean, it's a cool bag, full of cool stuff. And if that feels like uh, something that you want to be a part of or that is something that is going to affect your life in a positive way, I'll have a code down below. The code is BEARD. It'll save you 25% off your first bag. Go down there, use that code, check it out. And as for the giveaway, like I said, all the money that we're going to be raising tonight is going to go to the uh, Tunnels to Tower Foundation that helps to build mortgage-free homes for veterans and first responders who are injured in a traumatic way including physical and mental disabilities that have resulted from serving their country. And so 100% of tonight's Super Chat, Venmo, and PayPal, three different ways to give for you guys that want to give in three different ways are all going to that. So to enter to win a Berkeley care package with a bunch of Maxent stuff, a bunch of regular power bait, a bunch of just all kinds of stuff, uh, Nathan said he's literally going to go put like $300 worth of stuff in a box for you guys, including some unreleased Maxent products to enter to win that and to give to this awesome foundation. All you have to do is Super Chat, Venmo, or PayPal in $1. And for every $1 that you Super Chat, Venmo, or PayPal in, it'll be one entry into the giveaway. So like my buddy Ralph went ahead and Super Chatted in 50 bucks, And so that it means he's got 50 entries into the giveaway. And then, like I said, 100% of tonight's money goes back to, uh, goes back to the towers to tunnels foundation. And so if you super chat, um, YouTube's going to take a percent of that. And so there's like only a cut of that will actually get to where it's going. Whereas if you pay power Venmo, 100% goes there. And so just kind of know that when you're making that decision, but if it's easier to super chat, just super chat. If it's easier to pay power Venmo, do that. But, Without further ado, it's time we start tier listing some baits and we get into this fine discussion of tier listing fall lures. I am so ready. I really think that I have put every single fall lure that you can imagine on this list. I mean, I read it off to Ben before we got started and Ben said, yeah, I'm pretty sure that every single thing is on there. So let's bring up the tier list. Here it is, my beautiful tier list that I have uh, made here. And for you guys that don't know how a tier list works... Essentially, it goes from S to D. S is like top of the top. That's like the like the the goats of all. Like like it, there's nothing better than the S tier, right? Then you've got the A tier, which is like 
you know, like say S is an A plus, A is just like your normal A. Then you got B, C, D. It's just like a grade. The lower down on the tier list you go, the worse it gets. The higher up on the tier list you are, the better it is. So you want to be at the top of the tier list if it's like the best ever, bottom of the tier list if it's the worst ever, and then somewhere in between if if it's either or or sort of a toss-up. So essentially – what we're going to do is I'm just going to start picking baits and we're going to have a uh, open line of discussion between our, uh, ourselves here. And we're going to kind of have it out about what's the goodest and what's the baddest. If you know what I mean, what is gooder and what is badder? You boys ready? Let's do, Let's it. do this thing. Let's do it. Debo, you pick the first lure, buddy. What do you, what do you want to do first, man? Yeah. I want to know Debo's like tier one, like what, what Spare he bait. would consider as yes. tier one. Spinnerbait. Tier S. Okay, so we got we got Debo already coming out, guns ablazing. He's going to say spinnerbait is going to be S tier. Huh. I'm going to take that. See, for me, like a spinnerbait has become more effective, I think, as it's gotten used less by other guys. But I still, like, would put it in a B or an A tier. Because I know it's effective. It's one of those baits, like, I know I could go and catch fish on. And as like other guys are starting to move away from it and go to swim baits and lipless, like it's a bait that's getting more and more popular and catching more fish for me. But at the same time, it's not something I'm always going to have tied on. So I'm going to agree with Ben, and I'm going to say that over the past couple years, the spinner bait has made its dramatic comeback because a spinner bait around here was one of those baits that like literally everybody and their brother had 16 boxes of and threw it all freaking year long. And then all of a sudden, like, the bladed jig came out, and it's like everybody got rid of their spinnerbaits, and it's now like the spinnerbait's starting to make the resurgence. Um, but the spinnerbait is the spinnerbait. As far as, like, tool to fish, brass, wood, rock, mud, ponds, lakes, streams, creeks, I mean, dude, it's you can't. Yeah, and I'm, so, and I'm thinking more of where you guys are fishing, too. So I know Ben's probably, you know – fishing clear water out on the boat from a bank fishing perspective, fishing mostly stained to muddier water uh, because we're getting more rain and stuff here in the fall. That's why I say that now, maybe not S tier. Like you can take it literally anywhere and catch fish. I'm not sure how you guys differentiate S to A. It's just, it's just judgment call. We just, it really oh, okay, well, then, yeah, I say yeah. S. Yeah, yeah. You guys are wrong. It's an S. Right <laughs> he said, no, no, no. Sorry, it's nerds. You know, I have to actually say, the more I start to really think about the bait, like if you pick up a spinnerbait and you go fishing in the fall, you're almost bound to catch a fish because you can put it just about anywhere, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go, dude, I got to almost say S tier. And let me tell you why I'm going to push it up from A tier to S tier. Not only effectiveness, not only is it making us a resurgence, not only is it like, can you fish it anywhere, but blade configurations can and color wise it's an endless possibility of blade configurations and colors that can almost make it where it's like like i mean it's like dude it's you can make it look sound and do whatever you want to so i'm going i do i gotta say s tier for spinnerbait ben you agree yeah i'm like a or s just because of overall effectiveness and like it doesn't matter where you're fishing that could be one of the best baits for the fall Absolutely. And I mean, dude, you can take that thing from southern, the most southern tip of Florida to the most northern tip of Michigan and catch fish on it. My only my only gripe that would have moved it down to an A tier is the fact that it's not a bait that I would normally take out and, and always yes. have tied on. 
Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And someone else, um, Roland, made a great point. You can also throw it at night. There you go. Mm, it's also yeah, great night sure. fishing, babe. All right, so we're going S tier on that one. I think I think that's a good one. Ben, do you want to pick the next one, buddy? Yeah, we'll go with uh, a jig. And the reason I say a jig is because a jig is one of my favorite largemouth baits ever in the world. Like if I'm largemouth fishing, I, I have a jig tied on. And mm-hmm. the way that Alex has the jig set up, it's basically like all the jigs into one category. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like so when I say jig, like yeah, it's flipping, finesse, dragon, arky, barky, snarky. I mean, it's all of them. I mean, it's every head style that you can imagine. To me, I'm going to put this one in. I'm going to put it in A category, not an S, because what? this is this is a bait to me. Although it's super versatile, like there are times, there are better times a year to throw a jig, and there are other baits that are going to be more effective than in the fall, right? Like. I can take other baits and fish it more effectively during the fall, but a jig is just so versatile. You'll always have it tied on. Dude. uh, First of all, I'm, I am deeply troubled that you just put a jig in (laughs) a tier because like, dude, you are the jig man. Like I love a jig jig all the freaking time. (laughs) (laughs) I love a jig, but it is like the bait I'm always going to be throwing or always going to have tied on. But at the same time, like there are other baits that are maybe just a little bit better suited. Like it's the night that you're going to have on that. You're going to have like all the time by your side, but it's never like the perfect tool or rarely. No, I get that. No, I get that because like there's a time at which like a Texas rig is just going to be better in certain situations or a, you know, I mean, whatever, a Carolina rig is just going to be better. Like, the jig is, yes, it's always there. Like, I've always got a jig tied on ready to go. But there is a better tool in so – I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Debo, what do you think, dude? See, yeah, see, and that's actually why I would say it's an S tier because you've mm. got not only one type of jig, but if you're saying all jigs are in that category, if I can pick up – like, for me around here, finesse jig, my buddy Randy um, got me turned on to finesse jigs, and that dude just catches – bajillions of fish and in the mm-hmm. fall when it's getting cold dragging like a little ball head finesse jig around like a little three sixteenths ounce or you know yeah. quarter ounce um five sixteenths destroys around here so yeah. plus if you can go like swim jig with that you know swimming something like i would say just the the broad spectrum of how many different ways you can fish it and configure that would make it an s tier yeah maybe in this one situation a texas rig would do better or a, a Carolina rig would do better. But if I've only got one rod to take out, I can do all those things with just a jig, you know? So No, yeah, and that's where I was about to say. The jig, you can swim it, hop it, drag it. I mean, rip it. I, dude, you can do literally everything with a jig. Everything. You can do everything with a jig that you can do with a spinnerbait, except for change blade configurations. Yeah. Literally. I yep. got to have to put it. I mean, dude, I, with yeah, that. Like, Here's the thing. So a spinnerbait is going to be a super effective bait fish imitation, right? And you can make a jig do that, but a spinnerbait would be a better option in that situation. I get it. Yeah. But I have some spinnerbaits that I've got configured to fish around bluegills. Okay. Okay. I'm okay either way. I love a jig. I'll go either. I'm going jig S tier. I'm going (laughs) S tier. I mean, like you can't not put a jig in S tier. I mean, like, I don't care. I was just halfway playing devil's advocate because like if I'm fishing during the fall or I'm fishing any time of year, like a jig, literally, I have a rod that a jig never comes off of. The line, the reel, the rod setup, it is a jig. That's like a spinnerbait for me. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay. 
So since you boys picked two, I'm going to pick one. I'm just going to go ahead and like literally pick the the six ounce gorilla in the bunch. I'm going to glide bait, a glide bait for fall fishing. So I'll be honest. Like, Hold on, you know, I'll mute until you guys are done talking about. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, I think if you fish some glide baits up there around those fish that you you're around, dude, you would be amazed with. with like, I can paint some cool ones. I just can't catch a damn fish on one. Does that count? That's hey, the funniest, you. dude. Alex, go off on your rant. I know where you're going with this. What about the what glide bait? bait? I'm not sure if I know this rant. Yeah, just about the fact that it's such a cool, popularized bait, but the effectiveness of it, and you'll oh, see fishing. Yeah. No, yeah. So I hate a glide bait. Let me tell you why. I love it and I hate it. I have a love-hate relationship with the glide bait because I have seen more 10-pound fish throwing a glide bait than I have ever seen doing any other technique. The glide bait is the ultimate tool for drawing fish out. Now, actually getting them to eat that thing is a whole different ball game of circumstances, water conditions, air conditions, weather conditions. I mean, like so many little factors have to come together for that thing to work the right way. And so I I love a glide bait, but a glide bait as effective as like a, like a tool to go out and catch a bunch of fish just isn't there. And like one thing about a glide bait and big swim bait fishing is that it's like almost a fad more than it is anything and like people like um, Big Bass Dreams guy, um, Oliver Nye. Oliver Nye. I like Oliver. He makes cool content. He does cool stuff, but he's almost made it seem like it's something magical and like he's a wizard with a magic wand when really it's just another tool to be used, but it's a tool where you're going to catch absolutely freaking giants if you can get them to eat and all the scenarios play into the factor of it's effectiveness right and so for me i love the bait it's really cool i've had some of the coolest interactions with fish that i've ever had in my whole entire life but i gotta go c tier as far as being like a super effective wide used available tool for bass fishing in the fall i agree i agree c tier for me man it's one of those baits like i'll occasionally play with it but the amount of fish that i'll see or the amount of fish that like I'll interact with versus not get the bite that I could get biting on other techniques. Man, it just mm-hmm. doesn't make sense for me. And I really believe it's it's sort of a fad thing. Like a couple of years ago, there were YouTube channels literally called the Swim Bait Chronicles, and all they would do is go and go out and fish with these big swim baits. And they were getting hundreds of thousands of views because it was a fad. And it's very cool. It is a cool technique, but I think us as anglers, like we're so addicted to like the new baits and the new craze and what's going to catch fish better. And like a swim bait is sort of that thing and it's sort of elusive and it's sort of magical, but like to actually catch fish on, I've just really never had great like productive days. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Go ahead, Debo. I was just going to say, yeah, the, Every time I talk to anybody about, which is, I'm kind of confused on too, is the allure, like you guys said, of, of throwing these big swim baits. You'll see guys, I'll see guys that I used to know and talk to quite a bit who fished conventional, you know, regular people tackle and stuff who literally get rid of everything and have moved over. Like I look at their pages now and they're 100% in collecting swim baits, showing swim baits, uh, yeah. you know, literally grinding and throwing them. They're like, well, it's, for me, it's the catching that trophy. Like I know there's no better way to get like a, a 10 pounder. Like you were saying, Alex to eat this, or like yeah. I could throw a jig and catch a bunch of, you know, one and two pounders, but who wants to do that? Or if I get to get a fish to follow it, 
you know, I count that as a catch on a, a jig or something. You could yeah. throw something in and catch it. But I'm like, yeah. like I, I understand the the drawing power of it because I've had like two good days where I've had big fish, legit, consistent big fish, like three pounders, follow it in. I couldn't get any of them to bite. I don't know what the hell I'm doing with the damn thing. Yeah. But people are like, well, just throw something else in and follow up and catch them. And I like I tried that. And I guess I don't know when when you're fishing deeper water where I was at where I can't see exactly what they're on. To me, that's even more confusing because I'm like, what do I throw? I was throwing a swim jig. I threw it like a little paddle tail. They didn't bite that, but they followed this big glide bit in. Like, what was yeah. the big difference? So it's like, I get it. You know, I can see that drawing part, like the big difference between the two. But yeah, like you guys said, I, I'm happy going out and catching a bunch of pound and a half or two pounders. Like, I just like to catch stuff. So yeah. I yeah. I mean, and dude, I'm with you there. I mean, like, there are days that I go, okay, let me rephrase this completely. They're not even days. There is a there are time periods within the year that I go, it's glide bait time. And there are lakes that I specifically go to and I throw giant glide baits to try to catch giant fish. And I go lock that thing in my hand all day long in hopes of getting maybe two to three bites. And like if I can get those two to three bites and then catch a couple others, I'll probably have a 30 pound bag on my hands. And here's the deal. Ben's been with me when this crap's happened. The actual like amount of like consistency when that happening for me right now is 0%. I've seen them. I've had them hooked. I've had them blast the glide bait. I have seen 30 and 40 pound bags with a glide bait, but have never put them into the boat. I put individual fish into the boat, but never put the whole bag into the boat. And so... Dude, again, amazing bait, so much freaking fun. I love fishing a glide bait. I mean, I just bought one of those Clash knockoffs that I saw on your mm. page. Yeah. Dude, because yeah. it's like, dude, it's a Clash. Like, I literally, like, looked at it. It's a Clash, and so I bought one. Yeah. You know, I got a Depths 250. I've got a 262T. I mean, I've spent all that money. I've got the swim bait set. I've done all that. I've got all that because it's fun to me to do that. But it's not something I'm just going to be like, I can't sell everything that I got because I love catching them, doing everything else way too much to just go, I'm going to be a glide bait fisherman. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, just think if you got rid of the jig hook sets. I mean, who could do that? A frog? I, like, oh. I know. <laughs> I would just quit before I got rid of a frog. Yeah. Or even All a right. Texas rig. Like, you get on a good, fun Texas rig by day where you just ripping fish out of wood. To me, that's fun. Like, yeah, yeah I don't know. To each his own, you know? Well, here's the deal. You saying that kind of brings up a point. Getting on a good Texas rig bite, getting on a good jig bite, getting on a good bladed jig bite. I have never once said, "Man, I'm on a good glide bait bite." Well, and I think Maybe. that's, and I think that's the second part to it is I like, and it's it's a little different for me. And you guys can probably um, back me on this as a YouTube creator. Nobody wants to watch some bearded dummy throw a glide bait for ten hours <laughs> and not catch a fish, right? So yeah. I'll throw it for a couple hours, and I'm like, "Shit, I or, excuse me, crap, I gotta catch like I've got to catch fish for a video." You know, yeah. so then I'll, I'll revert back to what I'm comfortable with. You know, yeah. I can pick up a spinner bait or a Texas rig and be like, I'm confident there's a fish here that wants to eat this. Whether or yeah. not I get a bite there, like, I'll just keep doing that. There's never a time I can pick up a big glide bait and be like, I know I can get a fish to eat it right here. Like, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't yeah. know. I'm going to throw it all day and hope that the numbers game produces, you know. I don't know. Yeah. So and, I, and, and what's funny is Tom, this Tom says trophy fish hunter syndrome. And that's what it is. It's like big buck syndrome. 
And these dudes will yeah. get to the point where they won't kill anything that's under 200 inches. You know what I mean? And yeah. they go to certain parts of the country at a certain time of year in a certain week of the year when the moon phase is right and the weather's right and everything, all the little pieces of the puzzle come together. They can shoot a 200 inch deer where I'm that dude that's up there. I'm like, if it walks by, and it's legal, it's dead because I want to eat it. Like, and that's just the way I function as a, as a sportsman. And so I think that there's certain people who function as, under the glide bait thing is either you got your trophy hunters or you got guys like me who's just a sportsman who enjoys that interaction every now and again. We've spent a lot of time on this glide bait. <laughs> yeah, but this was the one I really this was the one I really expected to have a full blown conversation about yeah. because this yeah. is a very cool topic to me. Oh, it is. Dude, swim baits and glide. And that's the thing about them is it's always a fun topic because it is just such it's it, it does have that kind of mystery around it. Like there's a mystery around like Western North Carolina glide bait fishing in the mountains. Like it, dude, it's like a mystery. Like it's cool. Like it is cool. It's got a it's got a weird allure to it. It's it's really cool. So yeah. All right. So uh what do we want to do next, Debo? You pick the next one, buddy. Me? Uh, yeah. What do we have down here? Golly, I don't care. I'm, uh... Oh, I see a frog over there. Is that a frog? That is a frog. All right, we're putting that right there. Okay. <laughs> needed you about know, that. For me, that's going right next to the spinner bay. So yeah. if, if we're talking fall bite, though, I think you guys, you guys have a, a lot better fall bite than we have here in the Midwest. So as much as I want that fall bite to continue on, I think early fall, like right now as we're starting to switch, and it's been weird because where I'm at, water is so low. Like, we're mm-hmm. four feet low on most of the places that I fish. Like, it's stupid. So most yeah. of the overhangs that I would throw a frog under last year or the year before, grass mats. Like, we, did, we literally had no rain, so we didn't have the algae. We didn't have lakes that were really grassy that were before. Um, this has been the worst frog year I've had since I can remember when I hit started hitting fishing big again. So that would have been, like, yeah. 2016. Yeah. What's causing uh, the water to be so low? No rain. Like, so last year it was sort of a drought. And this year, I don't know how far we're under now. We actually just got rain. But I know at one point we were like 11, 12 inches under what we should be for the year. So two hmm. years of basically, you know, no rain, you know, a, a half drought into a full drought. It's just been, it's been rough. And I know you other know places. something are- crazy is that our best frog bites are when we have droughts here. Really? Yes. So the last time that we're there, there was like a phenomenal, like extended frog bite is when there was actually a wildfire in Gatlinburg. And we had not had like we were like 15 inches under our total yearly rainfall. And every year since then, like if we can hit a like a like a two, three, four week period where we don't get rain and we actually go into a drought, the frog fishing is always better. And I don't know why. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of sucked here. Uh, it's really sucked here. I'm not going to even say kind of. So for me, like I start going over to, into that other stuff, especially as um, vegetation that we have, the little bit of vegetation that we have is dying off and stuff, you know, walking baits, a popper. Um, so I would say as much as I want it to be S tier, in reality, I would put it middle of the road at a B for me. Like Yeah. I'm going to have to agree. I mean, like, obviously we want to stick it in S tier just because of the bite. But, like, as far as a tool that, like, is from the beginning. Dude, I love. Let me tell you something. I am addicted to cracking their face open with a frog. Like, I love it. Like, there's no, 
There it's is the no only lure I would consider selling all my conventional tackle to be a, a swim bait fisherman would be a frog fisherman. <laughs> Dude, if I could actually look, you'll appreciate this. The only frog that I've got right here. Yes. And it's got like one good day and then two pike. And now it's got like three holes in the side of it. So, hey, dude, it's the freak. I mean, it's it it is. magical. But no, so like as far as like all throughout the fall, a bait that you go from beginning of fall to end of fall, the frog's just not it. I mean, a frog is for me anyway, yep. a September, October, sometimes November. I actually caught a frogfish in December one time, but it was like 85 degrees outside. It was one of those weird years. Um, but like literally September, October, maybe November. And so for that very reason, for that kind of uneffectiveness all throughout the fall, I'm going to have to say B tier, right middle of the road. Yep. Okay. Benjamin. Take us to a medium diving, medium diving crankbait. I'm going to okay. put this thing in an A or an S tier because to me, this is a really effective bait to imitate bait fish, particularly from a boat. Like this is a bait that when you're on a boat, when you're chasing bass that are chasing and starting to move shallow following bait fish, you're seeing it on St. Clair right now. These fish chase bait fish so hard this time of year. Like to me, a medium diving crankbait is my favorite way to catch them. Yeah. I mean, dude, you know me. I mean, a medium diving crankbait, a bandit, a rock crawler, anything that falls within that category, wiggle wart. I mean, I've had, I caught my very first fish on a bandit 300 on a spinner rod, and I'll probably catch the last fish of my life on a bandit 300 on a cranking stick. And I mean, dude, I mean, like all throughout the fall, all throughout the winter, all throughout the spring. I mean, dude, it's for me, it's one of the greatest baits of all time. And so I have to say S tier as far as fall fishing, especially it has to be S tier for me. Yep. I agree. Between that and the square bill. And I think there's a square bill maybe up there too. Oh yeah. square bills. We're going to get into that. Yeah. Just depending on like, you know, if I'm pond fishing where I can't fish a a six foot diver, you know, something like that. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a hard one too, because like you could almost toss them in the same category because the square bill to me, like it's just going to depend on the depth that I'm fishing. But yep. having a moving style bait that I can get down that looks like a bait fish, looks like a crawdad, looks like something swimming along. Like this is the time of year I'm throwing moving baits. I just want to like cover water yep. and end up finding out where they're sitting and then I can pick it apart. But yeah, you can and almost I mean, just do the thing with like a bandit there now. with like a bandit 200 or even a rock crawler. Like the new, especially the new size rock crawler, you can almost be effective from zero feet to 10 feet with that thing. And it can almost, I would say that a square bill is a completely different bait than a round body bait. I mean, it's two totally different actions and I see it in two totally different ways, but you can be as effective. Like I got on a square bill bite today, but I know if I was throwing anything that was moving water and looked like a bait fish today, they were going to try to eat it. You know what I mean? And so I could have done that with a rock crawler or a bandit 200. You know what I mean? Yep. So, yeah, super effective. Okay, couple things, three things here. Um, first of all, uh, I don't know how you say this, guys. Great three KT, but I don't know. He said, Debo said frogs in the B tier. Am I having a stroke? That literally made me laugh. That's what I was laughing great, about. Great man. Yeah. Yeah. That was just like, that was, that was awesome. Is Debo having a stroke? Codfish in 180. I always got to take time out to say what's up to my dude. He is from Australia. Okay. He is my boy. Hope you're doing well down there in Australia. I know it's a uh, little bit of a shit show down there right now, so my heart goes out to you, buddy. And then uh, third thing, giveaway's still going on. We're raising money for the Tunnels to Tower Foundation tonight. 
tunnels to tower benefits the wounded in combat and in the line of duty as a police officer or a firefighter. And the way that they do this is they build um, homes, mortgage-free homes for people who have been traumatically wounded in either combat or in the line of duty and make these homes you know, wheelchair accessible and uh, accessible for people who have disabilities from being wounded and or uh, wounded or uh, in combat or in the line of duty. So that's what we're giving all our money tonight for. Um, This foundation was originally set up to help the um, families of 9-11 victims. And, um, you know, kind of like we said at the beginning, there was only so many people who survived, which is just I mean, God, it's so sad to freaking say, but it's just the truth. And so when they ran out of, you know, people to help they knew they still wanted to help people and so they started helping other people who have served our country and so you can super chat paypal or venmo in tonight and for every one dollar that you super chat paypal or venmo in tonight you will be entered to win a berkeley package it's worth three hundred dollars it's going to have unreleased max scent baits in it it's going to have a bunch of power bait in it um, my boy Nathan over at Pure just said he's going to like walk around and get you guys all kinds of cool stuff. So there's literally no telling what will be in this package. So, uh, yeah, it's um, like I said, I don't know. 9-11 this year is just it's hitting it's hitting me different, man. I, I don't know if I'm just getting older or it's because it's been it's 20 years. Too. Yeah. yeah, dude. I mean, it's just crazy, man. Like I, I uh, I'll never forget it. Like I, I told Bethany, I said, I still remember the smell of the classroom that I was sitting in. When I watched the second plane hit the the second tower, and I was like, I, I mean, it's like a memory that is burned into my like subconscious forever. You know what I mean? So, anything anything that we can do to help people, I'm I'm about it, and especially people who were affected in any way by 9/11 and or not directly affected by 9/11, but served our country in a war for the literally the past 20 years that was wounded or anything happened to them. You know because they were just doing what they were told. You know what I mean? They're going and serving their country and serving their country in a way that's selfless and and going over there and dying or being wounded to the point where you can't see, you can't walk. I mean, that's just, man. I mean, that's, that's the ultimate sacrifice. The man had laid down his life for his brother. There's no much for granted. We do, man. And and there's no greater love than a man that lays life down for his brothers. So, I mean, that's just the, that's the way it is. All right, boys. Let's get back into this thing. I'm having fun. I don't know about you. Ben, did you pick one? No, yeah, you picked one, so it's my turn. Yeah. Um, oh, let's see. What do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Jerk bait. I want to go with jerk bait. Okay. <laughs> so, for me, jerk bait's going to be S tier all day, every day. I don't care what anybody says. All right. Let me back up my statement. Back up my statement by saying that a jerk bait has the drawing power of has more drawing power than any other bait out there, in my opinion. Like, dude, a jerk bait is like a glide bait that actually catches fish. <laughs> like, I've caught more fish and bigger fish on a jerk bait than probably, I mean, I would say the square bill is the only other bait that I've caught more and bigger fish on. The jerk bait, literally, they're like right, they're probably right neck and neck with each other as a bait that I have an immense amount of confidence in. And it's a bait that you can fish about anywhere i mean depending on the diving depth depending on the conditions what you're dealing with i mean i fish it over grass i fish it on rock i fish it on man-made i mean whatever it is i have i've always got a jerk bait tied on so i'm saying s tier but we can we can we can move about if you guys can sway me in any direction or the other yeah i would toss it up there 
Yeah, I would say <laughs> S tier. And, you know, coming from bank fishing, it's, you know, you can't often throw a jerk bait everywhere, you know, unless you get like a real shallow, uh, you know, diving or like, a, you can, I mean, you can use floating, but I think the big power of that suspending jerk bait, like you say, in the fall, like, how do you, how else do you mimic that? Like, there's really nothing that you can pop, 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 and then just literally stop right there in front of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's such a cool bait. I don't get to do it enough, but it's when I get on a bite, it's stupid fun. Stupid. Oh, dude. Fun. I'll tell you an experience I had with a jerk bait one time, and it really showed me the power of jerk bait. I was on local lake near here called Norris, literally ten minutes from my house. It's like February, so obviously we're on into the winter. Um, but it's again a bait that you throw all throughout the fall, all throughout the winter. I dude, I throw jerk bait all year long. I mean, I throw it in the summer and catch them. Um, but anyway. It's February. I'm fishing Norris and Norris in February when the water gets really low and it gets really cold, the water clears up and it clears up to the point where on certain parts of the lake, you can see 20 foot down. And so like I'm fishing this jerk bait and I'm literally watching it come through the water column and I clack it one time real hard and it darts off. And dude, I see this missile like coming up the bank and this fish probably swam. I probably say 40 yards up the bank and just wrecks this jerk bait. So dead of winter, February waters in the 30s, like high 30s. This fish swims from 40 yards to just absolutely wreck this thing. And I was like, it was at that moment I was like, man, the jerk bait is like it's special. Like there's just something about a jerk bait that makes it ridiculously special. So yes, S tier. I love it. I've got a question. I did see a couple of comments come up about the hyper jerk. I just picked up some of those people have been asking me about them. I've never fished one. Have you guys? The Sixth Sense Hyper Jerk. It's like a, almost looks like a lipless mixed with a, a jerk bait type deal. I've got one. Here. I think it's the box is behind me. Yeah, actual, actually, Jason Emery, who's over in the comment section messaging about it, he sent me one, and I just got it today. So yeah, oh off. yeah, I got it today too. Let me go grab mine real quick. You boys talk about that. I'll go. Get there it is. Too. Yeah, there you go. I don't so know how, how to fish it. I really don't. I mean, okay, Dan. Hoping you guys had the secrets. I'm assuming I really don't. I don't have any okay. idea. But I'm assuming it sinks, slow sinks, and then you jerk it along, and it just comes through the water naturally. That's what I kind of figured. Yeah, it was kind of like a suspending slow sink type deal. Yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, I believe that this was originally designed for red fishing because oh. I think I talked to Judson about this bait. And he said he used it for red fishing, and then they made a freshwater version of it. So I don't know how this thing works, but yeah, I got one too, and I'm very interested by it. The hopper jerk. They used to call me that in high school too. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Uh, Yep. I like that color though, dude. I want I want that color in like a bunch of different baits. I think methylate on the belly with them pink sides. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's sex on a cracker, ladies and gentlemen. I could paint that on a swim bait for you. You wouldn't catch Ooh. anything on it, but I could paint it on there. <laughs> you would catch anything on it. Damn it, look good. Oh, that's funny. So hey, that uh clash knockoff that I got, I got mm-hmm. the one with the silver full in it. Like the full oh. sides. Yeah. Have you seen that one? No, I've just got the clear ones. Yeah, okay, let me go grab it. I'll go grab it real quick. Damn, dude. And I got the tiny, <laughs> tiny, tiny clash, too. Y'all talk. Y'all talk. Y'all talk. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that hyper clash or that hyper jerk looks pretty cool. I'm excited to play for, play with that around, like, some of these suspended smallmouth pushing up shallow and clear water. Because um, yeah, I really, like, it's super unique. Totally different. 
Yeah. Oh, wow, dude. Yeah, I have not seen those. I may not even paint it. Like, I was thinking about painting it. I may That's not even sweet. paint it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's sick looking, dude. I mean, I know one thing. If a bass don't eat it, a striper sure will. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, dude. They're fun as hell to catch too. Oh, yeah, yeah that's dude. cool. Yeah, I've been kind of researching How do you this. I've been fish it. So I've heard people actually different... fish that one like a big jerk bait. Yeah, which yeah. is the only one that actually makes sense to me. The big glide baits, I don't understand that one. People are like, "Yeah, fish it like a big jerk bait type deal." Like, yeah. So okay. apparently, there's like a thousand different ways you can fish it because you can you can take the lip off and then it's like a traditional glide bait and then they've got interchangeable tails so like this tail helps to flatten it out and keep it like up in the column so that you can put the bill on and then fish it more like a jerk bait but then they have one you can reverse tail. the tail actually you can pop that out and reverse it and it's got it either an up glide or a down the way that okay. fin sits huh i didn't know that one have to play it. and then there you go and yeah. then they got a straight tail and the straight tail apparently like Gives it a completely different action. And then you can buy different, like, bills for it and everything. Like, apparently it's like a, you know, it's a modular bait. Like, DRT designed it to be like a modular glide bait. It's supposed to do everything. But the way I've seen it, um, they just kind of, like, just barely twitch the rod tip. And it just, like, tack, 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 tack. That's very loud. Oh, it is, yeah. And it's got great movement on it compared to like other swim baits that I have. If you see how far that tail goes side to side, yeah, like yeah. even if you look at like an S waiver, you know, an S waiver is only like, you know, 45 or whatever. That thing completely. That's a 90 degree. I mean, that's almost yeah, a 90 degree angle. It completely yeah. rolls all the way over. It's a cool bait. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited to play with it and mess with it. I think it's going to be cool. Very different. I mean, that's going to be the C tier. Hey, there you go. C tier. <laughs> Dad Jim C tier. All right, let's keep going here. Um, Debo, is it your turn, buddy? Um, sure. Let's see. What else do we have here? I see. Is that a uh, like a walking bait there by the uh, the squirrel? Yeah. So I got two different walking baits. I oh, got like, okay. the traditional walk the dog. Yeah. And then I got one. like your. Okay, let's do that one first. Yep. So I'm All thinking right, like so. a a spook. You know, for yep. me is something I've grown up on. Yeah. Um, you know, here we get obviously a lot colder. You were talking about catching a, you said catch a frogfish in December. I'd have to drag a frog <laughs> across ice to do that. So I hate you for saying that. Um, but early fall when that topwater bite is still hot, like that is my favorite time. I went out um, last year. Gosh, I don't remember what time that was, but with a buddy who had never thrown a walking bait before. Mm-hmm. And we crushed him. Like not a ton of big fish. You know, he caught a couple two pounders, two and a half pounders, but. Dude, it's so much fun. You know, it's like that frog bite in open water. And you can just keep, you know, just keep going with it. So you don't have to necessarily look for, you know, like a, an uh, an overhang or, you know, pads. Or, like, you can just, you know, hit those points and just walk all kinds of places and cover water like a spinnerbait. So I would say A tier for me, a spook, like walking a spook. Dude, I'm going to have to agree with that. I mean, because a frog is so good in certain situations. And for me, in a lot of situations is replaced a traditional walking bait, but it's because of how I fish. I'm fishing water this deep. I'm fishing creeks. I'm fishing grass. I'm purposely going and putting myself in situations where the frog is just superior. But like, as far as Highland Reservoir fishing, the rest of the Tennessee river system, fishing hard cover. One of my favorite things to do this time of year is big smallmouth start to move up this time of year and start corralling bait. And, dude, one of the best ways to catch them is just a big walking bait. You know, something that represents that big shab. 
And so for me, as far as like drawing power, effectiveness, and ability to fish it about everywhere except for grass, I'm going to have to go A tier two. Yep. Agreed. Okay. I love it. No arguments there. All right. So since we're on the topic, let's just go ahead and clear this one out right next to it. Big pencil style walking baits, like big cupped mouth, stuff like your shower blows, your cane walker, like those giant, you know, walking baits that are made for me and uh, for me in any way, a very certain type of fishery. That's what I was going to say too. It's made for a very specific application to me where you're trying to draw fish out of like super deep water. And that's mm-hmm. why you see it on like the herring lakes, the, the blueback herring lakes. And you see it a lot over cane piles and deep water. So there's a time and place and I have a couple in my box, but to me it's going to end up in like a B or a C tier because it's not as versatile as the traditional walking bait. And it's not something I'm going to pick up unless I know I'm trying to draw them out of super deep water. Yeah, that's the same for me. I mean, I feel like there's, I know the lakes that I'm going to throw that bait on because I know that I'm drawing fish out of really deep water. And it's like a very specific style of bite. Um, Debo, have you like, have you thrown the big giant pencil walkers? I have. Yeah, I've thrown the Cane Walker 130. That's the only one. Uh, The, um, God, I'm trying to think of the one that it mimicked the uh, the Lucky Craft Gunfish. I think is oh, the yeah. one. Of Gunfish. The, yeah. yeah. So I've thrown those two, and actually, I haven't like. For me, it's been more of like a disturbance. So it's kind of the same thing you guys are talking about, but in the mm-hmm. spot like early spring or fall, where I would throw um, like a spook, where there's like a ripple on the water, where it's mm-hmm. you're not really thinking like spook walking, just something bigger that's disturbing more is actually where I've had luck with it. But I haven't fished it like you guys are saying, like to draw a big fish like way up in the deep. But I think if you need more sound, a little bit of splash, and something that's got a bigger profile, that's actually yeah. how I've used it. Yeah, yeah. No, I dig I that. that. I see it. I do that with strappers. Like I, I'll fish that bait for strappers <laughs> oh, over yeah. like a traditional spook because you can walk it still and do, do its thing, but it's mm-hmm. just bigger and it's louder. But like in the bass situation, dude, I'm like hitting it hard. Like I'm making it go like, Tack, 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 and like throwing water. You know, it's just overly dramatic, big. Like it's just, it's crazy, but it's it's a fun bite. But yeah. So uh, what did we settle on? Like B, C tier, like B or C? What do you guys think? Yeah, I almost yeah, would put it in the C tier. Okay, because it's kind of like a glide bait. It's specialized. I feel yeah. like it's like a certain bite specialized. Yeah. Okay. All right, um, Benjamin, your turn, buddy. We won't. Yeah, let's get one that's going to end up in our uh, lower tier right now. Let's go with the the frog. Is that a soft plastic frog on there? Yeah, it's like a ribbit frog or like a buzz frog. Yeah, I think there's a time and place. For me, the fall is not the time and place. Um, a lot of times on a bait that I can hang in the column, I can really get those fish to like key in on, especially mm-hmm. in shallow water. So mm-hmm. a ribbit frog for me are those paddle tail style frogs. That's more of a springtime application. So I would put that in the C or the D tier. Okay. Debo, you just went and got something, buddy. What do you think? I think, I think this might be the actual frog that's sitting there. Funny enough, I was eyeing that and wondered <laughs> if that's what it was. Is that by chance the uh, the beaten beaten paddle frog in Black Leopard by chance? I, I think it is. I think that that is exactly. one that can be found on Tackle Warehouse using the links below, either on my Aye. channel or Debo's channel. I mean, either one. Either one. That's um, yeah, I just got some of these. I actually like these little guys compared to – so one thing I was going to bring up is these. So, like, if you look at, um, like, a ribbit toad or mm-hmm. these compared to, a, like, a horny toad where they have the curled leg inside – 
-hmm. I like these like earlier summer when you need more of a disturbance. And I know this is kind of getting like nitty gritty, but like if you're going to try to get a real subtle, like calm water bite, which is where I kind of use these, mm -hmm. um, there is a difference between the two. So mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah, yeah, I like those. I haven't really throw this specific one yet, but they look damn good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm digging them. I think they're cool, but I got to agree with Ben. I mean, it's just, I can count on one hand the times that I've been on a bot with that and been super successful with it. Um, but for me in a situation where I'm going to throw a bait like that, like, so here's, here's the scenario that this bait works for me. Buzzing it off a grass edge and killing it on the grass edge and letting it sink off the grass edge. And then they yep. eat it. Yeah. And so for me, when they start doing that, I'm like, I'm going to pick up a spinner bait or a bladed jig or a swim jig or something else, because I figured out that they want that thing in front of their face. You know what I mean? So yeah, for me, I was going to say, yeah, I would say the same thing. I would say, yeah, for fall fishing, like to me, this is a summer lure, like yeah. especially fishing from the bank. I'm rigging up one of these weed lists to fish, like you're saying, either lines or pockets where I can't get other stuff because everything's grown up, right? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the benefit is this is you can take it over anything, but you can still get that moving bite. You know, when fish don't really want that, you know, slow walk or whatever, you can cover tons of water with this over anything. Exactly. To me, that's where it shines. It's like it's not a fall thing. Oh, yeah, I agree, man. So we're going to put it in the D tier. Um, I want to pause for just a second. Bethany, you just put something in the chat via me. If you see me talking normally in the chat, obviously I can't talk and type at the same time, so it's probably Bethany talking to you. Black magic behind the curtain. Um, <laughs> but we have raised over $650 tonight, so that is Damn, absolutely awesome. amazing. I want to thank you guys. That's um, it's incredible. It's incredible. So we'll talk about the giveaway again here in just a second, but just short synopsis. Uh, giving away Berkeley baits. Every bit of money that you donate tonight goes to the uh, Tunnels to Tower Foundation for wounded combat and uh, wounded combat veterans, as well as um, people who've got wounded in the line of duty, including uh, police officers and firefighters, to build um, no mortgage homes for them. So essentially, free homes that are wheelchair accessible and accessible for the different disabilities that they got from being wounded. So Make sure that you donate tonight, and for every dollar that you donate, you get entered to win an awesome Berkeley package. All right, so um, it's my turn, right? Uh, boys and girls, boys and girls. Let's go. I think this is going to be another low-tier one, the wake bait. The wake bait. Mm -hmm. So for me, I hear a lot of people talk a lot of jazz about the wake bait as a fall fishing bait. I've never had success on it in the fall, and I've only ever had success on it in the spring around the shad spawn. That's me. Awkward silence. I mean, I can't say that I've ever really thrown in more than a couple casts. So mm. I don't really have a great input on this. Um, there are other topwater baits I prefer over wake bait. But I'm not typically fishing around hardcover stuff and, and stuff like that, so... That's my opinion. Yeah, I made a promise. I always pick like two lures that I either want to get better with or want to put more time in with. The two lures I picked this year were glide baits and wake baits. And you know how much I've thrown both of those? Like a handful <laughs> of times. And it's it's the same thing. Like I don't I, I was just talking to my buddy about this the other day out fishing of like 
I see spots and I'm like, dude, Texas Herb would kill it here. I think a spinnerbait or a square ball. There's never a time I walk out and be like, oh my gosh, dude, if I had a wake bait right now, I would be crushing him. <laughs> I, I literally just don't know. I don't, I don't know. That's if, amazing. Dude, I've heard people say slick calm. I've heard people say, nope, that's completely wrong. You want it really windy? Like, dude, I don't know. I just haven't put the time in with them. And I'll be honest, I don't have a hell of a clue of what I'm doing with the wake bait. They look cool. I've tested some, you know, that I paint up, but I couldn't tell you the perfect condition to throw them, you know? So I think it's such like a, again, it's a mystical style bait. You hear people talk about it. Like, even when people make a video explaining how they're throwing it, when they're throwing it, I never go to the water and say to myself, man, this is what they were talking about when they talked about conditions. Because you hear one guy say, man, it's great when it's windy and you're throwing it around hard cover and they're feeding yeah. on bait fish in the fall. The next guy is going to be like, man, that's great when it's slick calm and those fish are keyed in on bait fish swimming around shallow water. And I'm like, I and don't have a clue. Yeah, just like you were saying earlier, Ben, it's like I feel like there's things that can do that way better. If you're saying hard structure with a little bit of ripple, I'm thinking a popper. Yes. I can destroy them on a popper then, right? Yes. Or if it's slick calm and they want something moving slow, I'm thinking like Rudd walking a frog in, you know, whatever foot of water that is right there that I can literally just stop and, and take around anything and not worry about getting hung up. So it's like, where does, you know, I don't, I don't know. Jay says, I throw wake bait when everything else fails. That way, when I complete my, or that way I can complete my failure. My failure for <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's great. He's just going to complete the, complete the failure list. Oh, so wake bait for me is a springtime bait. I've had success on it. And the thing about it is, is it is like, such a specific sort of deal. And for me, it's when you've got bass that are schooling offshore on bait fish and like pushing them and corralling them and stuff like that. And so like, <clears throat> there's a few lakes near me, very rocky, and they've got a lot of like islands that create bowls. And like, so it's like a bowl. And you got to imagine when I say like a bowl, it's essentially like, it's literally like the land makes almost like a bowl. So you got an opening and then a bowl. And in that bowl, like the center of the bowl is 15 foot deep. And around the edges of the bowl, it just like gradually goes up to zero. Right. And there's boulders and rocks and all kinds of stuff. And like what the bass will do is they'll literally just make like circles in that bowl and they'll push the bait fish up onto a rock or a hard spot or even right up onto the bank and they'll eat them. Well, when it's like that and the wind's blowing, don't want to wake bait in that stuff, dude. It's just a good way to like draw those bass over and like get those bass to investigate what that wake bait is and then get them to compete over it. That happens like three times a year. You know what I mean? And when it happens, dude, you can get right quick, but it only happens for me like three times a year. And so I got to go S tier with the wake, or I mean S tier, D tier, not S tier. Gee, I didn't mean to say that. D yeah, tier with like, oh, I was like, what? Three what after listening to that speech and you're going to say the? S tier? Yeah. Did you I mean, have a D stroke? Yes, I'm, I'm full blown. Um, uh, um, so D tier for the wake bait. We all agree with that? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, Debo, go ahead, buddy. Uh, what do we have down here? I see the uh, is that a is that a Stanko number two right there? That is the dead Jim Stanko, and if it don't go in S tier, I'm throwing hands. Not with you, Debo, because you probably choked me to death. But oh, somebody God, else, I'll throw, 
I'm 25 pounds overweight and old now. I'm brittle. <laughs> I see. I didn't know you were like 10 years younger than me, dude. That's freaking crazy. Yeah, I'm old youngster, man. Everybody says I'm a youngster. Yeah. I am. So, yeah. for me, like, it's kind of one of those things. I remember, like, probably three years ago. To me, like, as you know, we talk about bait fish and we talk about you know bass push pushing bluegill or or shad, you know, whatever it is. They're you know they're eating shallow, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was always under the impression, like three years ago, I told my buddy, I'm like, dude, I, I he's like, make a video of throwing the, the Senko. And this is late fall. Like I'm bundled up, you know, sweatshirt, uh, you know, like a light jacket over it. And he's like, I bet you'll catch just as many fish with a, a stick bait. And I still remember that that was actually the time that I caught my PB on a Beast Coast Miyagi, the gill color, seven pounder. I only caught two fish that day on the Miyagi a seven pounder and then like a three and a half pounder. But I caught, I don't know how many fish still on the stick bait. I had to fish it super slow. He's like, dude, that's how I fish it. And like, it literally just catches fish all day, every day. I mean, I don't mm-hmm. like, I don't know what to say. And, and you can put it on a shaky head. You could put, you can wacky rig it for me. Hands down. I haven't actually thrown a Cinco style bait, but like I was throwing the missile baits, 48 reaction innovations, pocket rocket, like yeah. any stuff rocket. like that. Like I don't, <laughs> Dude, I don't know what to say, but they catch fish all day, every day, in any sort of situation. You can do. Dude, a Cinco is the single greatest piece of plastic ever made. Period. End done. Stop. You can flip it, wacky rig it, Carolina rig it, Nico rig it, Jika rig it, Tokyo rig it. I mean, uh, it is literally my ultimate finesse confidence, mate. I always have S tier catchability, the, the amount of fish. And a D tier enjoyability, actually like casting <laughs> and fishing it. <laughs> I love throwing it though, dude. Like I used to hate it, and I love throwing a Senko. Like I it's don't know. Those, I, I just need to throw it. I really believe, like I just need to throw it. Yeah, you do. Like you need to have one good day with it. Do you like fishing because... a rig, Ben? Oh yeah, I no? love. Well, I love the contact, so I love actually being able to. Oh, okay. Okay. I can get that. Yeah. See, for me, I've got to the point where the Cinco, it's like, I know exactly what it should. That's, so let's talk about this. Let's go, first of all, let me do this. I mean, this just should have been a given. Boom, bang, bang. There you go. Okay, that's done. It's S tier. We're going on from there. So tell me if this is something that you guys have experienced. You get to the point with a bait that you literally know every single thing about that bait. From the way it should feel, the way it runs, the what it's going to do, how it looks, everything about, I mean, rod, reel, line, you've got it so dialed that it's like, I almost find more enjoyment out of having like that, like just expertise, under, expertise yeah. to complete understanding of a bait. I think more like I don't, I don't enjoy fishing slow. But I have fished a Cinco so much and caught so many fish on it that I now know exactly what I'm looking for, what it's supposed to feel like, everything about it to the point where it's like enjoyable because I know it so well. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, that's a net rig. That's a net rig for me because like I know, even though it's not like the most fun, I know if I cast it out there, I can like tell what's going on with the bait and what's going on on the bottom. I can almost call my shot on the bite. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Same, yeah, same I, way. I think we're just describing our confidence scores, <clears throat> right? Because when you, not not necessarily like your all time favorite, but like when you have confidence in a bait, you know the situations when to throw it, 
right? If I give you a random lure, part of the reason people don't want to fish new things is because they don't know when or where to throw it. So you figured that part out about it. You know what the bite feels like. That's another thing If people don't like understand. Like I remember when I was trying to learn from my old man throwing a big worm, I like, I couldn't really understand that bite. Like I was confused by like hitting a tree or hitting a rock, but like Ben is saying, once you figure out, you get that feel down of like dragging it. Oh, that's a big boulder. I know I'm hitting this boulder field or whatever. Then you can like call those shots. Like, I think once you have that doubt in like Alex is explaining, you've like, you've just described a confidence bait. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. 1000%. Yeah, dude. I don't know. I just, I, I, I've always talked about that. The, the, there's just certain, like a square bill for me. I mean, I, there, there's not very many people in this world that, that know a square bill. Like I know a square bill. And I just know that I that, don't say that to be pretentious. I just know for a fact, I've spent so many thousands of casts, hundreds of thousands of casts and hours with that bait that I just know it. Like I know it. But yeah. All right. Speaking of the square bill, we're just going to go ahead and pop her right up there to S tier. Can we all agree with that? Yeah. That was kind of my, what I was alluding to earlier with the, with the medium diver, like there's similar baits, different depths and application, but like they're pretty much going to be fish dependent on the depth they're fishing. There you go. Yeah. Yep. Sam and fishing from the bank, like I can lean on a square bill a lot more, but it would, yeah. Like Ben was saying, it would be, if I was out deeper, I would just switch to a, you know, like a six foot, you know, KVD diver or whatever, you know, something like that and just crank those riprap banks and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and for me, I mean, again, the square bill being a bait, I have such confidence in I've seen, I've developed very special bites with a square bill where I'm fishing it over open water, not open water, but off of drops and things and having fish come up to it. And it's just weird things that I've figured out. So it's like, I've taken it even a step further, not just where you're supposed to fish it, but fished it enough that I've started fishing it other places where it's not traditional. You know what I mean? So for me, it's it's just S tier for fishability, catchability. All right, um, who's next, or do we just want to just start going down the list? Now? Let's just start going down the list. Throw them in, yep, throw them in. All right. So before we start doing that, because we're probably going to bust out these last ones real quick, um, just a quick reminder: tonight's giveaway, Berkeley package full of all kinds of awesome Max scent and just Berkeley power bait stuff. There's going to be some unreleased baits in there. Honestly, there's no telling what you're going to get. <clears throat> Nathan said it's going to be like a $300 prize package, and he's literally just going to throw all this stuff in a box for you guys and send it to you. Um, so that's the giveaway. And for the giveaway and how you enter the giveaway is you can either Super Chat, Venmo, or PayPal in a dollar. And for every dollar that you Venmo, PayPal, or Super Chat in is one entry into the giveaway. And all the proceeds from tonight's um, donations are going to go to the Tunnels to Tower Foundations, which benefits wounded combat veterans as well as wounded uh, police officers and firefighters that have been wounded in the line of duty and or in combat. And what this organization does is it builds mortgage-free homes for those people that have accessibility for those people and their newfound disabilities that have come from either serving in combat and getting injured in combat or serving as a firefighter or a police officer and getting wounded. Um, Because, you know, this is all founded around 9-11. Obviously, tomorrow's 20th anniversary of 9-11. And, uh, you know, there was a lot of injured people around 9-11, firefighters and all that, even to the point where there were, you know, firefighters that had severe lung disabilities because of the, the dust and the smoke and all the things they inhaled 
after the buildings fell, you know? And so there was people who were, their entire lives were changed forever and had a debilitating disability, not even from being injured in a, in like a physical way, as far as something hitting them or being crushed or burned, but just breathing in what they had breathed in when they were going in there and rescuing people. Um, and so this foundation has helped so many people, you know, and after helping all the nine 11 victims, they moved on and started just helping police officers, firefighters, combat veterans and people um, all across, you know, the nation and the 20 years that we've been fighting over in the Middle East over terrorism and all the things that we've been fighting over. And uh, they're doing really cool stuff. So please donate tonight, enter to win some cool stuff, and we're going to help some people out tonight. We've uh, raised over $600, I think, at this point, six or 700 bucks. I'm not really sure, but uh, we're well on our way to 1000 So it's going to be really cool to give you know, whatever money that we raise to, to that foundation when the time comes. One more thing on that, and then we'll get going. Um, just since I do have 168 people in here listening, I want to thank my buddy Jason Rahm. Jason is helping me set up a landing page for us to do donation stuff like this. It's going to make it easier on us to be able to take donations and to be able to um, um, give those donations in a much easier, kind of more automated way. And um, it's going to allow me to communicate with you guys a lot better. You guys communicate with me a lot better. You're going to get to like see where the money's going. And so first thing we're going to do is set up a donation page. And then the second thing that we're actually going to do is I want to set up like a little blog site so that you guys can go in and see where the money went, how the money was given. Because I know for me, when I give money to anything, like last night, I checked this foundation out. Me and Bethany actually sat and looked through their financial statements to make sure that they were actually doing what they were saying they were going to do before I decided to give this money to them. And so I know you guys are the same exact way. And so I want to set up a, um, uh, a just a site so that I can post blog posts and show that you guys that this money is going to the right place. And I, and I truly do love you guys for the fact that you trust me to do this on your behalf and you trust to give money and you trust me to give the money away, which is what's going to happen tonight. So appreciate you guys. That's how that's working, but let's get back into this thing. Let's, uh, let's rip through some, some fall fishing bait. So Ned Rick, the Ned Rick for me is just got to go S tier because the same thing as a freaking wacky rig works everywhere. 365, 24, seven, take it anywhere in the country. Water clarity don't matter. Let her rip tater chip, catch, go catch fish. Do we all agree with that? hundred percent. hundred percent. Okay. Sure. That was easy. That was easy. Ben, I didn't like that enthusiasm. Can I get a more sure. enthusiastic? Can I get a more enthusiastic? Can I get a hell yeah, brother? I mean, I know it'll catch fish. Here's my thing in the fall, though. I'm targeting typically bigger fish. For me, I'm going to replace a net rig with a tube. Oh, you better pick up a swim bait then if you're a big fish guy. <laughs> you're going to be a tough guy and say, I'm targeting bigger fish. Yeah, I'm, just go, I'm going to go catch five and a half and six pounders yeah, instead of four and a half I don't catch dinks like Debo. You can throw that net rig, idiot. Now, I will it. say... I know it catches fish. Um, yeah, I love it, but I just switched it out for tube in the fall. Okay, yeah. I think that's a northern thing, though, dude, because, like, when it I is. talk to it people is. around it here, is. the only guys, like, the old – I'm not even going to say old-timers. The guys that fish the river a lot have mm -hmm. a strong tube game. You ask yeah. anybody else about, like, tubes, like fishing lakes and stuff, you never hear about people, you know, throwing tubes and stuff. Which is so odd because, like, yes, I understand it's sort of a northern bait, but at the same time, it's very similar to a net rig. It's just a little bit bigger profile. I think the struggle that I had with a tube for such a long time, again, goes back to the same as a net or as the wacky rig, like not having feel. 
a net rig, like you have so much contact and feel versus mm, a yeah. tube, you have none. So see, and it took me a while fishing a tube with you the way that you fish a tube because my tube fishing experience is flipping a tube. And so, like, I flip a tube. It's more of a reaction-style bite. I mean, it's kind of almost a, quote-unquote, secret around here. Flipping a tube catches big ones. I mean, replace your creature bait with a tube and go flip it and watch what happens. I mean, like, it's wild. It's just a completely different action, completely different type of deal than normal flipping baits, and it's really cool. But, like, when I came up there with you for the first time and I was dragging a tube around on a sandy bottom, I didn't know, dude. It just all felt like a bite. Like, it all felt like one had it in its mouth, and it was just, like, mush. And so, like, I'm swinging and swinging and swinging, and I'm like, Ben's like, what are you doing? I'm like, it all feels like one's just got it, and it's sitting down on top of it. Until you, catch, weird... until you catch a couple, and then all of a sudden it makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. So, speaking of the tube, speaking of the tube, where do we want to put that? I mean, for Ben, for you, you're going to be, like, S tier, A tier. No, I mean, me, let's, say, let's say it goes in a B tier. It mm-hmm. is a it's, it's a really phenomenal bait, but I do think, for me even, it's a time and a place sort of deal. Yeah, I agree, and I, I think I like B tier because it's middle of the road because the versatility of flipping it is there, and I just don't think a lot of people are doing that. And if they did, they would probably even want to bump it up to an A tier because mm-hmm. flipping a flipping a tube, dude, flipping a tube, something. All right, so uh, I got a chigger crawl on here to represent crawl style baits. So this could be rage crawls, chigger crawls. I mean, I, whatever freaking, I mean, there's so many crawl style baits out there, but like Texas rigging it, jig trailer, bladed jig trailer. I mean, all the different variations that a crawl style bait can be. You can even fish a thing on a Ned rig. I mean, where do you put, I, I kind of threw it in here almost thinking like, where do you even put a bait like that? But like, where, I mean, what do you guys think? I'm going to either go B or A tier. Okay. Because I, I like to go to more bait fish style presentations in the fall, but like if I'm swimming a jig or I'm flipping a jigger on grass, I'm still going to have a, a cross style bait. So yeah. for me, it's A or B tier. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, agree. And then too, you could shaky head, you could throw it on a Ned rig, you Carolina rig it. I mean, there's just so many different applications. So definitely A tier. All right, next one's going to be, I put a drop shot bait on here for the technique as a whole, as well as every drop shot bait variation there is out there. Drop shot. Okay, yeah. for me, I, dude, I don't drop shot. <laughs> Literally, Ben, you know, I just don't. I mean, like, Same. it was on my, I like don't. I mean, like, it was on my video, like, baits I don't throw. Like, baits I hate to throw, quote unquote. Like, I was more clickbait than anything, but. It like, goes B tier. Even for me, it goes B tier. <laughs> Because really? one thing happens, yeah. One thing happens in the fall is those fish are either like right around bottom, or they're so high up. Like to me, mm. a tube works better, a Ned rig works better, or conversely, a jerk bait or swim bait up in the water column works better. So, hmm. and that's what I was thinking. Somebody else, I think it was Roland, said, "Man, there's no lipless." I kind of thought that too. Like, yeah, there's not a lipless on here, but kind of the same thing okay. as like a spinner bait or you know that kind of moving bait square bill kind of the same thing just different spot like you know i don't know where i was going with that i just thought of it no squirrel yeah it's sort of it's sort of for me the same thing as a similar application as a lipless crankbait yeah i mean dude i gotta agree i mean even though i don't throw it i know the fish catching effectiveness and the ability to catch fish with it i mean i've seen it like i've seen more people i've had my eyes beat out by the drop shot so i'm gonna go beat here i think that's right Lipless. I honestly like, like, legitimately just forgot a lipless that wasn't on purpose. But oh. I do have to say, for me here in my fishing experience, a lipless is a springtime bait. Like late winter, yeah. early springtime bait is when the lipless shines. For I've never caught them in the fall on it. Never. 
Yeah, so where funny. it works for me is remaining grass. That's the last That's thing. I was going to say. Yep. That's where I like it. Yeah, I don't know. I just I know I know Caleb would kick me in the jimmy for saying that. He but would. like he would, but like <laughs> do for me. Well, I mean even with Caleb, like we've went and wrecked him on a lipless in March. <laughs> like in February but I've never done well in the fall on it. Maybe it's maybe it's just where I'm fishing or how. I mean, dude, I'm so hyper-focused in the fall on the grass bite and, like, frogging and punching and doing that until that's done, and then I immediately go to the Highland Reservoirs and start cranking a square bill and a, and a medium yeah. diver. You know what I mean? It's like I just kind of avoid that whole weird in-between on the grass lakes, which, <laughs> I mean, I'm lucky I can do that. We have a lot of guys here that will jig it, you know, that will, like, for me, I can't do that fishing from the bank, but – one thing I'll do is like a lazy yo-yo type thing. It's kind of in between. And I've had good luck on that, you know, on like the sandy ponds or ponds where you, you know, you're not going to get stuck doing that, you know, where you can kind of slowly rip that and do that, yeah. you know, kind of fishing that ripping yo-yo. And yeah. yeah, I agree. Like we get on a really good lipless bite early. In the so spring. I have a question. Me and Jason Ryan discussed this the other day. What is the, what is the plural version of lipless? Is it lip lie or liplesses? <laughs> I said I lip lie. I'm not an English major, so I, I just call it a like, lipless and cover yeah, I everything. I think it's like, did you go out and throw lipless crankbaits today? It's just adding the word crankbait to the back. Yeah. Oh, that would be true. That would be true. I'm still going lip lie. If someone asks me, <laughs> will, you, will you catch them on rud? I'm going to catch them on lip lie. What is that? You'll figure it out. All like, right. do, you, do, you, do you do the the plural of fishes? Do you ever say fish versus fishes? Yeah, dude. I, so I, that weirded me out in college when the teachers were talking about fish and they kept calling them fishes. And I'm like, nah, like it's nah. just fish. Yeah. The vicious fishes. I say that a lot. It's the dead gym vicious fishes. All right. The fluke hmm. and or every variation of the fluke. I've got my eyes beat in by it, but for me, it's just, uh, yeah, it just doesn't get it done. All right, Debo. I like a fluke. Unfortunately, Zoom like ruined me on flukes because if I go to the store and I buy a new bag of Zoom flukes, I'm fine throwing them. I actually have quite a bit of luck on them, but I put them down for so long because I don't know that I have my bag here. But when I take my tackle backpack and I put a thing of Zoom flukes in there, every time I bring out a Zoom fluke, it's like, eh, nope, that one's not good. Eh, nope, that one's not good. Eh. Like I, I'll just pick up a, a stick bait because they don't get all kinked up with the tails all because mm. you can't throw a, a zoom fluke that's like in the shape of a C doesn't mm-hmm. work. I agree. So like I, I just go to the stick bait for that reason, but I need to throw other things more. Like I know the caffeine chat people are like try that one. There's you know there's so many on the market, but I don't know. Zoom kind of turned kinda me off of them. Yeah. So. Dude, a fluke for me, it's like a late summer bait, late summer, early fall bait. It gets bit. I mean, it's definitely something to consider. I've seen times when a fluke dominates on certain situations because, like, they don't want to eat a frog, and for some reason they don't want to eat a Cinco either. It's like they don't want it sinking past their face, but they also don't want it on top of the water. And so, like, the fluke. That darting, like that trick bait, darting weird, like, bait fish flea thing. Yep. Yes, yes, and I've seen that – I mean, it, dude, it's just such a, it's such a fun bite, but again, it's one of those deals that's like, that's a very specific thing that only happens every now and again. And when it happens, it's like, I sit down and I tie on a fluke and I go at them for a little while, but then it doesn't happen again for six more months. You know what I mean? 
Um, and then as a river fishing bait, which this doesn't apply to everybody, dude, in the rivers, it's a dominant bait in the fall yeah. because you can fish water that's six inches deep with a fluke and, and draw fish in from you know all across the shoals and all that. But that's a very limited thing. That's like a, a me thing and not an all across the country thing. So for me, I'm going to have to like say D tier. I mean, like it's just not something that I'm absolutely dominating a fluke bite with. But then also, again, I kind of almost want to move it up to C because it's kind of like that glide where it has a certain situation. You know what I mean? I would say C tier. Okay. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. Our next one is the creature bait. I got a creature Mm -hmm. hog, but this is going to include beaver any beaver style bait i mean like beaver um even like you know your structure bug brush hogs i mean everything that falls under that creature style of bait for me it's gotta be s tier (laughs) um the reason i say that it's just like a stick bait in my opinion you can literally do anything with it plus punch yeah Yeah, i can go a tier or Honestly, I would go A tier. That's me, what I was gonna say. Yeah. It's it's effective, like around that matted floating grass that's starting to like die off and come up, and that's why I'm gonna throw a Texas rig creature bait. But a lot of times in the fall, if I'm throwing a flipping style bait, it's gonna be a jig. It's more open water situation, and and so mm. for me, a jig gets more play during the fall than a creature bait. Yeah, and I was gonna say more of a trailer thing. Like I'll use a, a jig or a a uh, a beaver like in the real real thick stuff in the summer like when we've got them buried in bushes and stuff you know flipping shallow timber like i love you know like a sweet beaver or something for that but especially like as a jig trailer in the you know when it's starting to get real cold water you don't want anything like you don't want your rage tail flapping and stuff you're just like real slowly drop you know dragging it i love a beaver for that so mm, yeah yeah yes, sir, yeah you know. yeah Ah, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know. For me, it's a confidence bait, so I want to stick it in S, but I definitely agree that it's like A because it's a lot like your crawl bait, right? I mean, like, it's the crawl bait plus punching, but then you can use the crawl bait for punching too. And so, yeah. Uh, Bethany just texted me and said, it's never good when your beaver flaps. Yeah, so that's what she, (laughs) out of that whole interaction, that's all that she got. Wow. Hey, like, look at look at her, look at her. She's like all like hiding behind her phone. All right, it's never yeah, good when your beaver flaps unless you get a hyper jerk. That's right. So, <laughs> Wingo, there it is. It's never good. I'm getting that on a shirt. It's never good when your beaver flaps with a with a beaver bait right underneath it. Oh, that's amazing. Oh God. All right. Um, the big paddle tail swim bait. So like your mag drafts. And everything in the mag draft category, like those just big harnessed swim baits. I mean, dude, for me, not a fall bait at all. Like I've heard so many people talk all a hop a game about mag drafts in the fall. I ain't never caught crap on them in the fall. It's a spring bait for me through and through. But I put it on here because people talk mag game about fall big swim bait bite with like big paddle tails, boot tail, boot tail style with the harness. What do you guys think? Uh, yeah, for me, it's not a great bait in the fall. Okay, so we're going to say D tier? Yeah. All right, good with me. I like it. All right, next one is just like your standard small paddle tail style. Zoom, Kitek, you know, jig head and a hook and or belly weighted swim bait, whatever it is. Um, grass, rivers, for me, grass, rivers, 
um, Highland Reservoirs, anywhere. Stick it on an Alabama rig, which is also on this list. Switch it on a small jig head. You got it from two inches to six inches to eight inches to ten inches. I mean, there's like <laughs> multiple colors. It's a very versatile bait. It's not something I throw a lot, but it's a very versatile bait. What do you guys think? I'm going A or S tier for me. This is the bait I have a lot of confidence in, but also just like it can be fished just about anywhere. Whether you're fishing from a bank, you're on the boat, like fish are keyed in on bait fish, and there's not many better baits to do that with than a swim bait. Yeah, I agree. So it's an S tier around here. Like if there's yeah. remaining grass, you can belly weight it, you know, like an underspin. You can throw it on the back of your, your spinner bait or chatter bait. You can fish it on a little jig head and jig it. Like, yeah, you can do a bajillion things, especially like if there you're you river fishing. Yep, I dig it. I'll go S tier with that one for sure. I mean, it's something I need to throw a heck of a lot more than I do, but it definitely is a bait that just it gets it. It gets it done. Um, speaking of under, someone said under. I didn't put an underspin on here because let me tell you why. I've never caught a fish on an underspin. That's a lie. Oh wow, really? Never. There's never. so many versatile uses for an underspin. That's not an all the time thing, but well, but I, mean, I can't. I can't open my eyes too much because I've never caught a fish on an Alabama rig like. See, and I've wrecked them on an Alabama rig. So maybe it's just like a yeah, opposite. I've wrecked them on an underspin, you know, like. Yeah, I just never, dude, I've never thrown an underspin. Like, I don't throw it. I don't catch fish on it. It's not a bait that my dad throws. It's not a bait that anybody that I know throws, like around here. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't anybody that throws it. I'm trying to sneeze. Lord have mercy. Oh, that burns. <laughs> I have my brain's coming out my nose. Okay, um, but anyway, so underspin's not on this list, but I did want to bring that up for just a second. Buzzbait D tier. Oh wow, D tier. I do. Really? I, I hate a buzzbait. Like I don't catch fish on a buzzbait. I went and caught. I went and bought a bunch of damn buzzbaits the other day. Threw them freaking things until my arm was sore and didn't get a single bite. I hate it. It's a limited window application. <laughs> What's for me? wrong with me? What is it? <laughs> it's a limited window application, so I would put it in like a B or a C tier, especially in the fall. But like when they're on a buzzbait, they're on a buzzbait. Yeah, I was going to say B, and I would kind of agree because like for me, it's a late late summer, like leading into fall. But once that water gets really cold, like I would rather have something, you know, like a walking bait or something that I could go to. But yeah, when it's on, like if you're you tossing a buzzbait around a shallow cover, like it's smash. Yeah. So I'd say I'd say B. I think I'm broken. I'm broken. I'm broken as an angler because under apparently underspins and buzz bites. Are no, dude, that that's the freaking cool part about fishing is literally is we really could all good. go out on the same freaking day and have amazing days with different things. Like there's not yeah. one formula. That's what I love yeah. about it. Even the same, yeah. we could all three go out on the same lake and catch yeah. fish and have good days on completely different patterns. You yeah. know? Yeah, that's and the that's cool. what we all cool. likely we all likely would. Yeah, yeah, and so. Interesting. I was watching another content creator earlier, and I find it very interesting the the way that this content creator like oscillates certain types of fishing to where it's like this is the way that you do it, and everybody else is an idiot. And I'm just like, bro, like this is coming from a guy who fished around a bunch of diverse anglers that like on any given day. One dude was wrecking them on a chatterbait, and another dude was wrecking them on a drop shot. Like today was a perfect example. I I listened to a little bit of that MLF while I was fishing, and like the ten minutes I listened to it, uh, I think it was Todd Faircloth was like had caught like seventy pounds on a bladed jig catching largemouth, 
on St. Clair, and then like Brian Thrift was wrecking them on a, I think a crankbait and a drop shot. So same lake, different techniques, different styles. You know yeah, what I mean? 200, 200 yards from each other, by the way. And that yeah. was Russ Lane and Brian Thrift. Literally could see each other in the camera angle with those two. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. So I don't know. Very interesting. I, I love Debo. You're right. Cause like, dude, you, we, you would probably come down here and like catch them completely differently than how I would want to go catch them. And it's just what we like to do. All right. So buzz bait, I'm going to, I'm going to let you boys have, would you, where'd you want to put it? I mean, like it, it's literally irrelevant to me. Where is it? <laughs> I'd say B for me okay. around here, but I mean, I can go anywhere B or C, you know, it's, it's kind of special. I feel like certain times. There you go. There you go. All right. Alabama rig. So, Debo, you've obviously never caught one on Alabama rig. Um, Dude, I mean, in the fall? Yeah, I've got on Alabama rig bite in the fall. Like Gunnersville, they eat that thing on Gunnersville in the fall. They eat that thing on chicken in the fall. Um, These grass lakes around here, they eat that thing really good. Kind of the same place you throw a spinnerbait, go throw an Alabama rig, and, like, you're going to catch them, especially when they're schooling on bait. I mean, dude, it's a good, it's a good bait, but just like a glide bait and a big walking bait and a flute, there's a time, there's a place, and there's a scenario where a spinner bait is super versatile. The Alabama rig's not that versatile; like, it's just not super accessible to everybody. I gotta say, C tier, Ben. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Do you guys have hook restrictions too? Like. I think that's yeah. the thing for me too. Like I just never messed with it because I didn't have anybody around here that threw it. So I, I didn't know what the hell I was doing with it. And we can only have two hooks. Whereas like I hear about all these other people saying, Oh no, we don't have limitations. Like we just throw them and can catch, you know? So I don't know if that's a thing too, but. Yeah. I literally yeah. got one right here. Um, but. <laughs> Are you... I got one right here. It's like, I'm looking for six pounders. Yeah, there you dude. Go. There you go. Same one. Ben, did you literally just hold up the thing that I got some of these to try to get into it? Is it a Shane's Baits? Yeah, oh, dude. Yeah, Shane's, that Shane dude. Baits mini rig is the yeah. <laughs> yeah. Somebody told me pick some of these up. I was actually literally just sitting up rigging up one of these because I'm like, I need to throw it because they're like, think of it as just like a bigger spinner bait. I'm like, oh damn, like that makes a lot of sense. When you look at one of these little guys, like because this isn't like you know, when I see one of those guys throwing it looks like something that somebody pulled out of my garage that my mom had in the kitchen <laughs> hanging up that they're throwing. I'm like, what in the hell well, are you going to catch like on that? Huge ones, man. They're throwing yeah. big ones, like huge ones. No, this is the mini blades of glory. Yep. Mini um, blades of glory, dude. That little mini rig is. And then McGee. what I like to do That's is fun. you can actually take and rig it with like eighth ounce heads mm-hmm. on the bottom two or wait, an eighth ounce head across the middle, three sixteenths on the bottom. And then on the top, there's these hooks, and it's just a hook. Oh, but it's a screw lock, so With your thing didn't come lock. off. Yep. So it's the top two on top literally are weightless. But depending on your hook restrictions, like you'll have to run hitchhikers and stuff. But, yeah. Yeah, that's one thing, like, I think that definitely bumps it down tier-wise is the fact that in literally some places in the country, you can't throw it at all. And even if you can throw it, you can only throw one hook. Like here in Tennessee, it's three hooks, two dummies. And it didn't used to be that. They finally changed it. Um, but, yeah, so I'm going to say, what do you guys say, C tier? This is up to you guys or wherever. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, okay, yeah, I mean, we probably pissed like 12 people off, but I don't really care. Um, <laughs> anyway, the Tits McGee, again, the Tits McGee. Um, I'm going to get that put on a shirt too. 
Uh, one more time, just before we knock out these last three, remember, we still got the giveaway going on. Um, all the uh, money that is put into the giveaway tonight is going to the Tunnels to Towers Foundation to benefit wounded combat veterans as well as wounded police officers and firefighters. The foundation was originally set up after 9-11 to help the people affected by 9-11, but then moved into just helping combat veterans, police officers, and firefighters all across the country. What they do is they build mortgage-free homes for those men and women who have been traumatically injured and they make sure that those homes not only are mortgage free, but they are accessible for those men and women to be able to get in and out of their homes and be able to just live life in a home with a disability. And that could be, you know, a disability as, like having lost a leg and or being paralyzed. I mean, you know, whatever it is. And so that's what all of our donations are going to tonight. For every $1 that you donate, you'll be entered to win a Berkeley package worth over $200 full of a bunch of Berkeley Max scent and um, a bunch of just normal Berkeley power bait. And there'll even be some base in there that haven't been released or have been released. You can't get your hands on. So make sure that you go down below. You can donate by super chat and PayPal and or Venmo and my Venmo PayPal is Alex Fisher, and then super chat. You just give it over on YouTube. And I appreciate you guys doing that. And let's knock out these last three bladed jig. So I have to say, and this is going to hurt some people's hearts. The bladed jig has waned in its waned in its fish catching ability for me over the past couple of years because of all the people who are now throwing the bladed jig. It was like something happened in the past couple of years that everybody in their brothers, sisters, cousins, uncles, dog all got a bladed jig and started throwing it. And it's like, man, the fish just don't eat it like they used to. What do you boys think? Yeah, it's, it's one of those baits, I think. Every year you have a bait that comes in and really becomes popularized. The bladed jig was that for like a year and a half, and it is a phenomenal bait and fish catcher. But at the same time, like everyone throws a jackhammer. Everyone Everybody. throws a bladed jig. Mm-hmm. To me, it's like, a, especially in the fall, it's going to be like an A tier for fishing around the remaining grass or a B tier because – it really doesn't get used quite as much for other things or over other things. I'll tell you what I've started doing. And, and Tyler said that the blade jig hasn't stopped working for Stephen Brown. I agree. Let me tell you something about old Steve. And I've seen this on MLF live because MLF shows everything. Old boy's got like me where he's ordering a bunch of JDM bladed jigs and he's getting different sounds and different styles of bladed jigs that these fish ain't seeing. And I'm messing <laughs> with one right now. That's a JDM one that literally I ordered it like straight from Japan off a Japanese website. I don't know how I got PayPal to work. Overnight parts from Japan. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's, that's it. Right. Um, and I've been playing around with it and it does do something completely different than the jackhammer does. And there's a lot of direct connection bladed jigs coming out of Japan that aren't jackhammers that are really, really good. And so I'm still putting it in A tier just because it has waned, but I think with the rise of these JDM baits and these JDM styles of bladed jigs with these different blade configurations and attachment points, we're going to see the rise come back, especially if they start introducing a lot of that stuff over here. Cause I've heard from people in the grapevine that the company that I'm talking about is bringing theirs to America Bassmaster classic 2022. So we'll see. Dude, I want to say something. I saw on Instagram the other day. Wait, can we? The, are we A tier? 
A or B, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go A. Debo, you agree, buddy? Go ahead. ahead. I saw guys taking the ghillie and putting it on the back of a bladed jig, and it looks so good. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I was going to say, too, is like, so you you hear about guys, which is, I think it's funny, like every every so often, you know, baits go up and down. Like back in the day, it was a big tequila sunrise worm, like around here, like when I was growing up. And then like you didn't hear of anything tequila sunrise. Well, then as soon as like these buzz frogs came along, like so many people stopped throwing like a regular skirted buzz bait. I was talking to a couple guys out here when I was fishing who had never heard of a skirted buzz bait. I'm like, what? Like, oh, yeah, I throw a buzz frog all the time. They'd never heard of a skirted buzz bait. So it's like, I feel like throwing a naked jig or naked bladed jig, like having just like a paddle tail or something mm-hmm. on it, mm-hmm. how much would that make a difference? Because I throw mm-hmm. that around here and like pike destroy it. I've had good luck with bass, mm-hmm. you know, the skirt versus not. I don't, I don't know. You know, it's kind of to me, like going back to the river guys, you know, with flukes, like a scrounger head, well, you know, mm-hmm. kind of thinking on that pattern. Building mm-hmm. on that too, you saw the buzz bait, the skirt of buzz bait sort of make a comeback and the frog paddle tail started falling off. Well, then all of a sudden, when everyone was catching them on a skirt of buzz bait, people started fishing the buzz bait with a toad on the back. And now you have toad mm-hmm. runner frogs. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. like the popular thing. And the skirted buzz bait has kind of fallen off the, you know, huh. off of the existence over the past couple of years. You know, that's true because I've got six bladed jigs with that skirts on them in my box for the sole purpose of just throwing a swim bait up on them and throwing it around. Same thing with spinner baits. I got spinner baits in my box and I have skirts on for the sole purpose of there's a time and a place when that just works. You know what I mean? That's interesting. That's really interesting. That's, that's got me thinking now. Now you got my, now you got my, my, my wheels turning there, boys. My wheels is turning. The reason right. Alex has bladed jigs without skirts is not because that was initially intentional. He just got so many fish. The skirts fell off. Yeah. There's a couple in there that literally the skirts literally like there's, I've got two jackhammers, and two thunder crickets that honestly the paint is entirely wore off of the heads of them. They've caught so many fish. Like That's so cool. there was, there was a time period when I was jacking their face on a bladed jig and then it like, they just stopped, like stopped buying it. And I don't know why it's the weirdest thing. Like I went and ran my stuff, same conditions, same scenario. I mean like run my, my good bladed jig stuff, man. And even try to go find new bladed jig stuff. And it's just like, I mean, it's like that year you came down here, Ben. That's all they bought, dude. Like we were flipping it. You were flipping a texture. I was throwing bloody jig. I mean, we're just wrecking them. And it's like that doesn't. I don't know why it doesn't happen like it used to. I don't know what the deal is. It's kind of like another bait that we're about to get into. The next one is the popper. Yeah. Okay, the popper for me. Um, this is one of those baits is on the list of baits that I hate, which I don't actually hate them. I just don't catch a lot of fish on them. I've caught fish on a popper. Um, I just don't throw it a lot. I'd rather throw a frog or something like that. There's people who love a popper. I know Greg Blanchard's a popper man. Ben, I know, aren't you a popper man I'm a yourself? Popper. I'm a popper man for large. Debo, popper. what do you think, buddy? Yeah, I love the popper. I haven't thrown it a ton lately, but as far as like the old Hedden pop R and baby bass caught some of the most fish like growing up for me. But I think it's kind of one of those things where I've drifted more like you were saying, Alex's I've, become so much more comfortable with the frog is instead of uh, risking it getting hung up, thrown up by laydowns and stuff, I'll just throw the frog in there and do the same thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's just a comfort thing. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. To me, A or A or B still for a popper. Like it's, it's kind of like the walking bait. Like you can still throw it in those spots and stuff, but I feel like as the fall goes on here, like that kind of wanes off and I'd rather just do a walking bait over points and stuff as opposed to, yeah. you know, 
I don't know. You know yeah, one thing I have. Go ahead, man. A popper for me is a great like river style bait. It's also a really good bait during the transition when those fish kind of get tough and having that smaller presentation around like hard cover that isn't dying off and not really changing catches a lot of fish. So fall time for me, it's like very early fall time bait. Beyond that, I'm going to pick up a different top water bait. So I'm okay going with like a B category. Okay. I agree. I agree. I mean, I think a pot. what's weird for me is I've even seen here in, in like, people that i know like they used to throw a popper a bunch and they just don't now and I that's wonder, me that's exactly me yeah i just i wonder if it's gonna be like one of those baits like we talked about earlier like if we start throwing it, we just, yeah we're just gonna wreck Dude, your eyes yeah. you know i don't know i need to tie one on we just got that mad max popper like i said in the monster bass bag and that thing actually is really that good. that thing is legit it's legit like really really well made like they did it well um and so uh yeah, I need to throw that thing. It's small, it's compact, don't want to spin a rod. So B tier? Yep. Okay, I like it. And then the last one is the Whopper Plopper. So for me, the Whopper Plopper. I love that bait. I figured out how to fish that bait. I figured out where to fish it, when to fish it, everything about it. And then literally I can remember probably a year ago that I would run into four or five people a day throwing the Whopper Plopper who knew me that was watching my videos. And ever since then, my Whopper Plopper bot has gone downhill. <laughs> it's like everybody went and bought a 130 size Whopper Plopper. And that was one of those moments that like, it was very few, this has happened to me very few times in fishing that I was like, I literally have ruined this bot because now everybody that lives in East Tennessee has a Whopper Plopper and is throwing it. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know, but it's still it was- a fish catcher. I think that was like a nationwide thing, man. Like something happened because I was fishing a plopper and just literally fish had never seen it before. And we're coming unglued on that thing. Didn't yeah. matter which size, where you fish it, typically around like those harder cover spots. But man, then all of a sudden it showed up on two guys' boats. Then all of a sudden mm-hmm. everyone was throwing a plopper in situations where they were fishing other topwater baits normally. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to finally fizzle a little bit but still yeah dude it's wild man i don't know like i had a ton of success on a whopper popper summer fall i mean like spring it was just something i always had tied on and now i just don't have it tied on as much and i don't catch fish where i used to catch fish on it i don't know i mean for me i gotta put it like b or c tier but that's just me i mean it's my my current fishing experience makes me want to put it b or c but that's just my current fishing experience. You know what I mean? Debo, what do you think, buddy? Yeah, I don't know. I'm thinking on it because I had a couple people point out uh, some information to me. People were saying, yeah, the Whopper Popper's dead. And, like, there's, you know, videos on it and stuff. And I'm like, dude, the Whopper Popper's not dead. Like, those people are just looking for, you know, YouTube fight stuff to, you know, what? Uh, what's the word? Um, if you're on one full end of the spectrum, uh What's the word? Why can I not think of it? I told you I'm not an English major. Um, I'm confused. One full in into this. If you're very far on one side of an argument, you're very uh, like all in. Yeah, and I don't don't even know extremist. Yes, you know it's extremist type of titles and such do awesome on YouTube. You will never Mm -hmm. catch another fish on a jig. People are like, oh, bull crap! I'm clicking. That guy is a freaking idiot. Yeah. So extremist comments do very well. So somebody pointed out a couple of videos to me of, you know, the Whopper Plopper's dead. 
you know, it won't catch fish. I'm like, that's bull crap. However, I do agree with what you guys were saying is there's so many people throwing it because I think it's one of those baits that as we've seen the influx of fishermen, they want baits that they can throw easily, right? So I think cast and retrieve chatterbait. Like if you look at the influx of new people, kids hitting ponds and stuff, how many of those kids have you seen throwing a chatterbait because X, Y, and Z people throw it? Around mm -hmm. here, I see, you know, bajillions of people walking around throwing it. Um, so I kind of feel like the the plopper is the same thing. It's like a buzz bait, but you can stop it. You don't have to worry about it sinking. It just sits there, you know? So if, like for me back in the day, for me, that was a popper. Like I could just, mm -hmm. you know, I could kind of walk it. I could stop it, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know where I was going with all that. I thought I had a point. Hell, I don't know. Put you it did. I get that. I get I, the point I, you're I, getting at. Yeah. Because it really is, man. Like you start to really think about the baits that are thrown a lot. You have uh Chapo Plopper, you have a wacky worm, a net rig, a chatterbait, and the spinnerbait. And and a jig. Like, dude, yeah. if you make if you were just to make videos on those six baits. Can you give me those over... again? I was actually gonna do my top five fall <laughs> lures, so I wanna make yeah. sure we're wrong. <laughs> I mean, I mean for, for real, like right now, like if you were to just do videos on those six baits over and over and over and over again, you would get hundreds of thousands of views because people obsess over those six baits. Yeah. Like if I make a jig video, it gets views. If I make a plopper video, it gets views. Same. I mean, yeah. it's just the yeah. I mean, they're good. I mean, they're obviously good. That's why people search for them. But that is like, it's like the fad right now. Those are like the six that everybody talks about. You know what I mean? So what do we think? Like B, C, where you want it? Yeah, let's level this thing out, put it in the B tier, because then you get the triangle that you really should get when you do one of these uh, sort of things. You just make it look pretty. Like it. That's all we care about. That's all we care <laughs> about. No, yeah. So, yeah. I think we got a pretty solid list here, my friends. I well, mean, like, like, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, man. If you actually look at what we have listed in our S category, if you were to put together like a top baits for fall category video, that's pretty much what would go in there. I don't care who you are, where you're living, that's what you're fishing, bank, boat, kayak. Those are going to be baits that are going to catch you fish during the fall. Except for the frog and the walking bait. Like, that's my one box to conquer the fall. Like, that's it. Like, that's the whole box right there. I didn't add a spinnerbait to my box just because of the discussion we had earlier. But I someone asked, what about a spinnerbait? And I was like, dude, I would just throw it in there. Like, it's one of those It's just like, throw that a spinnerbait in. You need to have a spinnerbait. Yes, you have a spinnerbait. You know what I mean? But, yeah. I mean, no, that looks good. I dig it. I dig it for sure. Um, yes. Okay. Couple things. Uh, my brain, sorry, I'm thinking about 25 different things right now. Welcome to my ADHD, okay? Like, because what it is, I looked at the clock and said it's 10:46. I need to get in bed because I'm going to go fish a tournament in the morning. And then my brain immediately went to, "What am I going to do in the tournament tomorrow? I wonder how it's going to work out." And then it it wrapped right back around to, "Where am I going to stop and get gas in the morning? I'm going to have to get me a monster, so I need to make." And then it wrapped right back around to like, "Oh, I don't know." Welcome to my brain. But anyway, so. Everybody's in here, all 179 of you guys. I'm going to give you three um, um, objectives really quick. Objective number one, go hit the like button for me because it helps to drive this live stream up and it helps to get more people to view this live stream after it's done. So that helps me out. Number two, I'm going to give everybody one more chance to enter the giveaway. So to enter the giveaway, it's really simple. Venmo, PayPal, and or Super Chat in $1 for every $1 that you Super Chat in. It is going to be donated to the Tunnels 
to Towers Foundation that benefits wounded combat veterans and police officers and firefighters that have been traumatically wounded in the line of duty. And it helps them to get mortgage free homes that are accessible for them and their disabilities. And if you do that, if you do super chat in Venmo, PayPal in $1 for every $1 that you super chat in, you will be entered to win a Berkeley uh, prize package worth over two or over 300 bucks full of power bait and even some unreleased Max St. Louis. And then number three is to go check out Ben and Devo's channels. If you have not, cause I've seen some, somebody earlier that said they didn't know Devo. And if you don't know Devo, then you ain't living your life right. And you need to figure that out. Ben on the other hand is subpar to okay at best. And um, I would, I would, I would I would look at the videos before you subscribe just to make sure that you can stand him um, for 20 minutes, you know, every couple days. Um, but yeah, definitely go check out his channel too. But yes, yes, boys. Wait, do you, was, do you someone, have any... was someone irrelevant talking? I don't know. I, I only heard uh, only heard your hot air coming out of your <laughs> I'm mouth. Just teasing. There's <laughs> actually a couple people that asked, "Can you cover S tier yeah. real quick?" They were late. Just to go over what those baits are, maybe they can't tell what they are on the screen. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. So S tier, our S tier baits, our top tier baits are the spinner bait, the jig in every form that it takes, a medium diving crankbait, a jerk bait, a stick bait like a Cinco, a square bill, a Ned rig, and a small, uh, well, a any paddle style uh, swim bait like a um, Kitek or a Zoom or any of those small swim baits like that. That was our entire S tier. A tier is a walking bait, a crawl bait, a creature bait, and a bladed jig. B tier, frog, tube, drop shot, buzz bait, popper, plopper. C, glide, big cane style walking baits, like your big stick style walking baits, like your cane walker, a fluke, an Alabama rig, and then D tier is a ribbit style frog, buzz toad, a wake bait, and then a big paddle tail boot style, like harness style swim bait. And that was our entire tier system there, boys. Tear it up, man. Tear it up. All right. You boys ready to, uh, oh, I'm, I'm telling you, I woke up, I'm, I'm like getting a little sleepy too. I'm going to start like saying. I say you're getting, you're getting that almost stand up all night weird. Uh, uh-huh. It is coming, bro. <laughs> I've been up since five o'clock this morning. I'm just a little bit weak. <laughs> um, so you boys wants to uh, give some stuffs away? Yeah, give it away. Dude. First thing, first thing that I want to know, Beth. Wh- hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> Look at that just picture. We got the de- we got Bexley's dead. She is like dead. She's dead. Like that dog's dead. I'm like, oh nope, there she moved. All right, so Bexley just came back from the dead, and then we got Bobby who is just sleeping. He's had a long hard day. Bethany, how much money did we raise, sweetheart? We have $965. Wow. That is a lot. That is crazy. So $965. Um, how much of that was PayPal Venmo? Do you know? Mm, I don't. Mm, hang on. I can tell you. Okay. Well, just figure rough, that out. Rough half of it. Okay. Well, cool. So then half of that will be literally given tonight um, once this is all said and done. And if you're listening to this, you can give after the fact and we'll make sure it gets where it's going. Um, but, um, tonight we will literally take all the PayPal, all the Venmo money, and we're going to put it directly onto the website and donate it tonight. And then obviously the super chat money, we have to wait the entire cycle for YouTube to send me the check, da, 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 da. And then once the check comes through and they take their percentage and all that stuff, we'll send it to where it needs to be. That is just, 
Yeah, YouTube. Anyway, um, just an so, important note too. If you're listening yeah. on um, podcast form and you want to be part of the giveaway, you have to watch us live. So watching yeah. us live gets you entered into the giveaway. That's how you're able to actually have a shot to win the prizes that we're giving away. But if you watch afterwards and donate, um, we appreciate you guys donating to the cause. But unfortunately, it doesn't enter you guys into the giveaway. Yeah, that's more just out of the kindness of your heart. And I do have to say, last time that we did this. Um, I had somebody that came in and donated over 300 bucks um, just out of the kindness of their heart. And so that person knows who they are. I appreciate them. And you guys are an awesome community. So, yeah, that's cool. But anyway, let's pick a winner. Y'all want to pick a winner? Let's do this. All right. So I need a number between one and 900. Hang on. I got one that just came in. Let me add it. Oh, who is it? What's his name? What's his name? (laughs) Don't call him out like that. I'm calling him out. He's wasting my time. I'm just kidding. I appreciate you, buddy. <laughs> I hope people understand I'm joking because it is really. I mean, I'm just joking. It's a hee hee and a hoo hoo. It's a ha ha. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now we need a number between one and 970. All right. We need a number between one and 970. Debo! What? Friend. <laughs> I was I was texting Oklahoma's worst angler. He said there's a big booger hanging out of your nose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, You couldn't guess it. I got a big enough nose. People actually made fun of me because I have a big nose. You know that? Uh, What? No. Oh yeah. And I have like my ears never. I have my nose broke like three times. It never used to be this like bird beaky. But I kind of got that toucan nose going on. I'm proud Bro, of it, man. Hey, let me tell everybody something. You don't screw with a man that's had his nose broke that many times. Because let me tell you something. That is a man that can take a punch and probably give a punch. So that as a man that throws hands. And he probably puts you to sleep, too. So we don't want to have that. Hey, Debo, fun fact. Here in a couple of weeks, I'm having a former UFC fighter on the on the live stream podcast. If you want to join us and talk a little mm. bit of fighting. Yeah, sure. Who is it? Yeah. I'd, I'd have to hold on. Like a local guy? Or? <laughs> no, no. Alex is like, I got someone really cool coming on. Do yeah, I know no, their I, name? I just, I no, I just People I say UFC, to... so I don't know if they mean like UFC as in MMA, like they fought UFC, or they were actually in like the no, big organization. Adam Milstead. Adam Milstead, the prototype. It was his nickname, Adam Milstead. I found I him. Probably fought to... more recently. Like, dude, my I, after I stopped fighting, like I felt like a poser. So I like I didn't even follow fighting for – Mm-hmm. it's a weird story it's like it's a weird hole to go down some people get it but like yeah so i've i'm so far out of mma i don't watch it anymore it's it's a weird deal I, but that's all yeah right. i'd but be no, down for I, sure. the, the way that i found this guy is he kayak tournament fishes and i i just stumbled oh. across his page like on the uh finder page on instagram and I was like, this dude used to fight UFC and now he fishes kayak tournaments. Like, I'm reaching out. And so I just reached out and be like, hey, dude, do you want to come on the podcast? And I'm just going to get to know him on the podcast live. I mean, you know how I awesome. I'll bring, I'll bring yeah. random people on and just talk to them. I mean, it doesn't bother me any. But anyway, yeah, no, we'll have to do that. Where were we at? We were giving stuff away, weren't we? <laughs> yes, we were. Um, is yeah. there anything else that I need to address before I give anything away? Let me think about this for half a second. Debo's if you haven't nose. received your product in the past couple of weeks, Alex and Bethany are shipping it out over the next couple of Dude, weeks. Alex, I was I was gonna say that earlier. Don't feel bad because I was like, I finally got stuff shipped out from the Fourth of July giveaway. Dude, like I need <laughs> I know, my man. man. I love it. Like I need somebody that I can literally just give them money and be like, go run through Debo's tackle shop down here, do all this for me, so I don't even have to look at it or think of it because like yeah. I'm the worst, dude. You know? Oh, dude, it's like, I don't, I mean, literally, like, the, I look up at the end of a week of teaching, and I'm like, yeah. 
it. I still have giveaway packages. It's not that I don't like want to send it to you. I want you to have it. It's just like I. What's well, by the time? By the time you get off, you can't run to the post office because it's closed. So it's like, and I yeah. know when I go there, it's going to be a freaking hour wait because everybody and their aunt is looking for something that cross customs and they can't find the package. And it's like, oh my gosh. Like, I don't and then it. you get in there and by the time you walk out, like if you ship six packages, it's $75. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's I don't mind that. Like, it's, it's the time. Like to me, it's the time oh, yeah. thing. Like I know yeah, it's going to oh, yeah. take. Yeah. So, but anyway, it is what it is. It is what it is. People don't make fun of Debo uh, because people make fun of my feet all the time. I'm oh, I'm used to it, dude. I embrace it now. Big ears, dude, big nose. I'm ugly. Yeah. Like I've heard all of it. I'm like, bring it dude, on, dude. It's baby. my feet and my legs. Like bring I'm gonna all. start. I'm gonna start an OnlyFans for my feet and my legs because people like they get off on my feet. Like they're like, your feet's in the video, and I'm like, what? What is that? What is? What is, what is that? Like, let's not do that, okay? They're my feet. They're not hyper flat. jerk. At it again. Tiny, when that beaver gets to flapping and that hyper jerk gets to going, son. I mean, like, it's just, just you know what I mean? Oh, Lord. All right, we're in that point in the live stream where I've lost my mind. I'm going to start saying inappropriate things. God, if y'all only knew the thoughts that run through my head on a daily basis. Anyway, all right, Debo, buddy, I need a number between one and 900 and what, babe? Mm, 70, 970. All right, one one in nine hundred seventy, Debo. Let her wow, am I getting put on here? Let's do a quick. Let's do a quick equation, so it's not like I'm looking at something. Let's do five times <laughs> six divided by four to the nineteenth power. Sixty-five <laughs> times six plus five uh, minus fifty-two equals. There it is. Random random number three forty-three. And if y'all don't believe me, hold on. Here's the uh, there's the history breakdown of how I got to that. <laughs> 343. That's the audit right there. Yep. 343. Daniel Prove your work. Cronius. I probably just like butchered that last Cronius? Name. Cronius. Was it Cronius. F? Cronius. Okay, Daniel, buddy. First of all, that's that's an evil science. I, I may not even know what I'm saying. That is Doctor Daniel Fronius, evil scientist. Okay. Um, Wait a minute. But, no, 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 no. Bobby, what? come here. Do come it. Here. We gotta have a Bobby. I'll be back. It, do it. Here, no, here. bring him to me. Bring him to me. I can do it better. Anyway, we'll do a Bobby thing, <laughs> and then we're gonna end this. But Daniel Fronius, my homie, with your evil doctor name. Email me your full name and your address. I'll get your information to Nathan Ragsdale over at Proficient, and he will get your stuff out. Let me see my Bob. All right, everybody. No way. Army Outdoors, are you freaking kidding me? Is that, is that Army real? Outdoors just said 343 is the number of first responders killed in New York City and D.C. on 9-11. No, no way. <laughs> There's no like, chance. Not, no, Really? Dude, if that's like I'm, I'm Dude, shutting I just it got off. Cold chills. Yeah, I just got cold chills. I read that and I'm like, no freaking way. Dude, it, Ralph. Dude, it is. Dude. What? What? <laughs> that's not a joke. Debo's done. Debo literally <laughs> just left. Wow, that's like chills. <laughs> that's crazy. I, I, That's crazy. Wow. <laughs> okay. Well, I was going to do something fun with Bobby, but I, I literally like can't. <laughs> That's Damn. insane, dude. 
Wow. Okay. Well, hey guys. Um, tomorrow is nine eleven. Um, I want you to go right now, and I'm going to do this myself. I'm going to set alarms for when each plane hit, and um, I'm, when those alarms go off, I just want you to remember what your life was like at that moment. And if you weren't alive and you're too young to remember that, I just want you to take a moment and realize over the past 20 years, how many men and women have died to make sure that you are free and that you can get up tomorrow morning and you can live in a free country and really the greatest country on planet earth and to be able to do whatever you want to do. And so, yeah, love you guys. You guys are sweet. And, uh, See you next week.